welcome to the Virgin Heresy podcast. Well, technically, you're going to hear this again in a second, but this is actually episode 34, not episode 33, which is, I think, what I call it in the episode. Uh, this was one of the episodes lost to the scrap code that took over our systems over the last month or so. This is our MKA-focused episode, where we talk about our experiences in the MKA course here in Sweden where the Filthy First Anomaly came together and learned some amazing skills. We spent a whole hour and a bit extra talking to Matthew Kane and Henry Steele from MKA Studios about the course itself in a bit more detail. And just to say now, for those of you who didn't attend, couldn't attend, wanted to but couldn't make it, there will be another one coming in 2018. We're going to see what we can do in the meantime, but we are very much looking forward to everything that this course brings to the hobby. And without further ado, I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to let you get on to listen to episode 34 of the Ranging Heresy podcast. Welcome to episode 33 of the Varangian Heresy Podcast. Uh, my name is Jody, your host this evening, and as always with me are my two glamorous co-hosts. And up first is Chris. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm all right, and how are you? I'm all right. You know, nothing nothing a good 12 hours of sleep and a large bank account balance wouldn't do wouldn't fix, but, you know, I can fix one, not the other. So, um... You know, I'm basically planning to knock over some sort of bank or post office at some point, and then sleep will happen. You know, at some point in the future. Couldn't you try ramming your car into Snappy Snap and pretend you're George Michael? Ouch. Um, yes, I probably could, but uh, I don't think I'd have the same grace or style as he would. But um, we can we can see. Um, and on the other side is, uh, as always, the man sat atop the throne of 30k here in sweden the crown prince of darkness the man with the the man with the tan the jack of shack it is mr freddy how you doing buddy um pretty all right nothing that prescription medicine can't cure prescription medicine a large amount of alcohol and ranting at the world in general you mean yeah, no. Get off my lawn, get, fucking eighth ed people. Get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn with that eighth ed 40k you've got going. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Ah, let's yeah. Let's just just gonna just gonna sit there on your porch and throw templates at them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> large blast, large blast, phosphax. Just throw the tents out there. Uh, or and then the hellstorm template because that could really do some damage. Oh, exactly. Could you ma- see in my day we had to care about fucking unit placements. Yeah, and, and unit coherence We had to and be shit. able to count. Yeah, we had to count to like at least two inches. <laughs> so, so those those of you who are wondering when this episode is recorded, that that a little bit of description may have just given you an idea of when we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get delved into the hot topic that is the fantastic new, uh, and well, the most important topic that is happening in everybody's lives this week in the game so far, which will be the new Lord of the Rings releases from Forge World, I think it's important that we get out of the way our social media shout-outs. So, very first of all, come and join us and give us a like on the Vranchin Heresy podcast page. We'd very much appreciate it. It'd be very awesome to get some support there and just to keep you up to date on our episodes and all the other cool stuff we're doing. 
doing. You can join the chat banter and general uh, whip at completed painting show off pictures in the Varangian Heresy podcast group. Again, come along. There's a lot of banter. There's um, a little bit of trolling, a little lot of, lot of stirring, um, and just general good fun over there. We do tweet, or there is Twitter. Uh, at Varangian Heresy, our email. You can you can get a like if you actually tweet something that we actually see. Really? There might be a like and a retweet in it for you. Oh well, wow. dude, you you know how to talk to all, all all those techno people, don't you? Yeah, just using words I've heard somewhere. Yeah, read read them on the back of a beer mat somewhere, right? More or less. Pretty much. Um, so don't forget, there is our email, thevarangianheresy at gmail.com. Get involved, get in touch. Send us your lists, send us your fluff, because we want to fluff your lists. And we'll be doing that probably in our next episode, as we've got a couple of lists that have come in for us to talk about, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to going through. Um, also, as you may have heard on episode 32, we had our very first episode listener episode and that was the lovely alistair mcgregor of hammer and underscore and underscore fire on instagram and he came on and talked about his experiences at the throne of skulls so it happens you just got to reach out and get in touch and we do have some others lined up and it's going to be a blast uh, I'm going to skip the I'm going to skip the website. Go straight onto Instagram, which is Varangian Heresy. You see some whips. Oh, skip it. It's updated. Wait, hang on. Could you warn me so I can be sitting properly and strapped in on my chair when you say things like that, Christopher? For the love of God, man! It's up to date. That also shows that how much people actually look at our website when not even the podcast do. I totally look, look at our look website. To? I totally. Hang, hang on, hang on. I'm just pressing F5 now. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Yep, I see the update. I see the update. Well done there, sir. Well done. Well played. <laughs> Touche. Touche, Christopher. You have you have your point there. It is up to date. Everything's there. Uh, well, apart from episode 32 that's not there yet, but, you know, it'll get there in the end. Yep. But, you know, it was only a week or so ago that the last update was done, so I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, so, well done, Chris. Well done. Have, have, well, have, an, in have an internet cookie nowadays. for that. Have yourself an internet cookie. I think you've earned it. Uh, yeah. So that is Instagram. That's the social media. So I think that's everything we need to cover. We don't chat the snap, uh, snap or anything along those lines. So I think we're good. Uh, that's for your sake. Dear listeners, that's for your sake. No, that is very much for your sake, actually. Just just be glad Freddie doesn't know how to use, doesn't use Instagram. God knows what would happen if he used Snapchat. Um, we definitely need some sort of adults-only prepaid safety wall or something i don't know we need to protect you and we would do that just for you guys so let's talk about tonight's episode on tonight's episode we are going to be having a post mka boot camp debrief sort of rundown with uh, myself and freddie having a nice chat to henry Steele and matt kane of mka studios uh, you may have heard us promotes for the last i don't know what is it four or five months um we've had the painting course on our to-do list and we've had uh, had the guys come over a couple of weeks ago and take us through it and it was such an awesome experience um but we'll we'll come back to that in a minute um and if people want to i can always talk about what i did instead of going to the course yeah we're gonna get there we're actually gonna go there i think we're gonna you we want you to be part of this conversation chris so we just want to know what you did while you missed out on an awesome hobby experience um yeah. but uh, yeah but let's let's do the important bits first let's get some hobby update out of the way freddie what have you been up to bro yeah i have 
glued together three and two quarters of a landspeeder for my iron hands for the one and only fast tax uh, choice they can get. So, and then I put uh, glued together two jet bikes for our Empress children. Then I have glued together and put on corks and primed one unit of um, tactical marines mark three for my iron hands and also the fucking siege breaker special edition character damn okay hashtag hardest man in heresy working hardest working working man in heresy right now and i've also been working uh, a six day week this week Show off. Yeah, I, I don't have words. There's, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's a song and, there. That, and my kids uh, have had the vomit flu at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, you've got your own theme tune that's needed right now, Freddie. And you know. And it's not. It, <laughs> not the best. Yeah, it's not going to be sung by you, for God's sake, no. <laughs> we like our list no, no, account. No, 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 no. I'm going I'm to break it here. I'm going to break it here. There will be a karaoke contest on uh, both Scorpius and Scandus. Yeah, there will, be, there will be for sure, most definitely at Scorpius. Hashtag hard for karaoke. If, if, if we can pry the microphones out of Freddy's hands. Oh, it'll happen. It'll. Ha I, I can get. Mo I can make multiple microphones happen. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll have to have yeah. some heresy-themed karaoke. Like a, oh my god. Yeah, and it will be like uh, you will have to nominate uh, a glam rock song. You'll have to dress as your primac of choice, dressed as a glam rocker, and then you'll have to give a little spiel why you picked your song. And what it's about. <laughs> so basically, all you're going to do is dress as Fulgrim, and it's just. Just have to sing. All the songs. <laughs> to be fair, I just see Freddy as normal with a wig. Pretty much, <laughs> like that's exactly mop. what I'm seeing right there. But as you've heard, you've heard it there. here first, ladies and gentlemen, with, with the karaoke, the Virgin Heresy karaoke event series, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, fucking leopard spandex is gonna be so hot. I will bring that shit back. To be fair, no one would want to see me in leopard spandex. I, I don't want to so see myself it. in it, let alone anybody else see me in it, for, for my own mental sake. Jesus People Christ. to see me. Pass the mind bleach. Seriously, I think, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, okay. Um, Chris, if you, can you please bring us back onto some sort of level of sanity with Hobby Talk, please? <laughs> uh, I'm almost done with my Domitar. That I start. That I painted last. Jesus, dude! Seriously, two bombshells in one, e one evening. What the hell? Man? Let me sit down. Uh, uh, strap uh, in uh, here, wait, man. Wait, wait, first, first he needs to tell tell us how long he's had that domitar. It's not my fault that I won it a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the the boys at Air Forest that nominated my short story or whatever battle report for Lincoln. It was freaking yep. awesome, man! It really, really was. Yeah, so that was actually before we even had a podcast. It was. Basically. Do you, do you guys game, know? Get the game at least. Random note, random note. It's almost a year ago that we started the Virgin Heresy podcast. Did you know that? And it's infant yeah. state. We did our first our first sort of online chat group, which was uh, which eventually became the Virgin Heresy. Obviously, Jens was a dirty, dirty flitter and went off and did the Northern Heresy. Um, way ahead of time without saying anything to anyone because we could have had the most super cast ever. But, you know, life happens. It's how it is. Um, and the lovely part is that we actually haven't really had a proper crossover reps yet. No, we haven't. And we don't talk about Scandus anymore because that wasn't so much a crossover as a crossing on top of with boots. Um, oh, a crushing, you mean? Yeah, very much so, actually. 
that's all right, boys. I, I have adventure on her on multiple occasions. This is true. So you, you'll be all right now. Yeah. Thank you, Freddie. You, you, you're, you're bringing us Which, back. We appreciate yeah, winning that. Winning by imperfection. Yeah. Thankfully, at least, at least one of us actually knows how to play the game, you mean? Hang well, on, not you meant to, to play dice, a game? But I know... I know how to play. Wait, play the, the dice rolls are irrelevant. Irre ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but, exactly. Um, yeah. Back we, to we, are, we are. Yeah. I am in the business of finding a professional dice roller to roll dice for me. Because I refuse to uh, burn my Empress Children dice. I don't care what everyone says. You're just not going to do if it. You, so, you mean you haven't put them in the microwave and just up, upside down? Uh, I, don't, I don't think that helps. Not with those dice. I've, I've tried other people's dice, and it doesn't help either. Like oh, yesterday, so the problem I, is you. Then. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's that flick thing that someone tries to teach me at Adepticon. The flick thing? I, I don't know. Like You have to become one with the dice. You have to flick it with your wrist. Like I, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I am one sure with the dice, the dice is dice. with me. Do you have to repeat that at the same time? Or? And I'm and yeah, actually like, sure he was talking about dice. I wanted you to just flick it. I think so. I hope so. Um, now, okay, I'm, I'm going to step in and take some hobby progress here just to, to sort of well, swing us back on track. Consider, considering I'm not done with my hobby Are you progress. not done? Good Lord, man. What no, the hell? This is like... just uh, did a little bit of a tangent in the middle of my hobby, hobby progress. Okay, well, let's tangent back to your hobby progress then. Exactly. Uh, the Dormitor has been showcased uh, VIPs, or whips, whatever you want to call them. VIPs sounds more important, actually. Yeah, VIPs, very important yeah. pictures. Yeah. VIP photos, then. Well, it's been, there's some up on uh, the group and on our, actually even on our Facebook page. But currently I have, like, a cable and rivets and a spot of light orange to do on it, and it's done. Awesome. So that's... And, uh, that means I've moved on to the other, or the next uh, mechanical project, which is uh, two Medusas and two Demolisher tanks for my order reductor, and a unit of Thalax. That's what I'm currently working on. Nice. This is for the, for your, all for your auto reductor, yeah? Yeah. Which I can't awesome. use at Lincoln, but there will be at uh, the other events. At the other events. Hagvarian. The Hagvarian yeah. to start with, yeah. For those of you that don't know, we've added an extra event to the Ferengian Heresy event series. Uh, it's because nice, we can. Because we can and because it's what Freddy does. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it always leads to fun conversations like me saying to Christopher, so about this new event and Christopher going, what event? Because <laughs> yep. it's how we do things. It's how we roll roll. And this is where we, we put in a sound bite from Hothos when Bill Bailey says, nobody tells me nothing. Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> Well, there you go. Exactly. But, like, you're hanging with me now, guys. You strap in, fucking hold on, and get your heresy rocks off. I'm just going to I'm gonna have to put a seatbelt to this chair if we keep going along like this, guys. I really am. It's getting, it's getting a little goddamn scary. Now, Chris, Chris, are we done with your mm -hmm. hobby progress, man? Or are you going to throw another one down on us? I'm just checking. Well, I've also started my the paint of my Warren Titan again. So. Brush paint. Is this for Hagveria as well? Agrarian or, well, Scandus, because you can't take it for Scorpius. Oh, if nothing else, I want it painted. That's the main, re main reason. Awesome. Well, it's going to look great well, when it's it, done. Let, let's just say, if you get it painted for Scorpius, and Jody brings my Warhound, 
we'll have a special table where you can have two warhounds going off at each other. Sweet. Awesome. Maybe we should just have a super heavy table in general where people can rock up and put their super heavies well, down. Well, well, we can use my super heavy challenge. There thing we to help so well then. Out. Well, we're strapped in and ready to go. This is how it rolls. Then you can put. Uh, See, there we just, go. <laughs> additional event within the event. Yeah, just and just, uh, just to try to put down like 400 guardsmen. See who wins. It depends which version is out by that point and whether we're using templates or not. Oh, hold it, hold it back, hold it back, hold it back, hold it. Breathe, Freddy. Breathe, Freddy. Let's let's get there. We're gonna get there. I, I just do that the one in The red gobo rise again. <laughs> I can feel it. Can't, can't we just uh, like summon Bobo the Wonder Snotling? Oh, can the unofficial we? Ma- the unofficial mascot of the old. We so need to do that, don't we? Right, hang on. Let's not get too sidetracked. I need to get back on. Let's just come off that tangent a little bit. I'm going to roll it back in gently. Roll it back in. And I'm going to come back in and, and, and talk about my hobby progress so we, we bring it back on track. So here it is. I haven't done a lot. It's <laughs> a surprise. What I have done, however, is finally got my uh, my airbrushing set up and put into practice at home, which has been absolutely awesome. Um, place I can call home as of next week, which is going to be brilliant. And um, got all the base metals down on my uh, miniatures for Lincoln. I'm also going to be getting on the, uh, or getting pulling my finger out and getting the corks on. Twenty, I think it's twenty marines I need to have ready for Lincoln as backup, possibly. Is that right, Freddy? That um, is correct. I so think. yeah, I'm going to have to get them done. Um, and then obviously the terrain and everything, but that's all going to be get done. The terrain's going to get done when I do the weathering stage on the marines, so that's not a problem. Um, but yes, so I, I've had a lot done there. But what I've also had, and this is a bit of a heads up for hopefully the next episode, um, as I have uh, been in touch with a rather awesome company called Gifts for Geeks. And I was put onto these guys by uh, Stu from the Geno 5.2. And these guys do a figure case uh, that is very much but also very unique um in the same style as battle foam it's a, a reinforced um figure case with the uh the sort of full opening front customer uh, customizable choice trays you can actually they actually allow you to build your um, the contents of your case when you order it and it's the tyrant army figure case now i've been very lucky very lucky to get one of these and i'm going to do a full full review on it and it's going to be going up on our uh, page and it's going to be going up on our podcast group in a written format with pictures of everything and i'll do a proper review of it next episode but i have to say it's awesome i'm loving what i've uh, seen with it so far i'm actually going to be going and playing at least one game possibly two games tomorrow night uh, so i'll be taking it with me and it has it's just swallowing up my army in such a great way. But I'm going to save all those details for when it comes to the actual review, uh, which I'll try and do in the next episode. Uh, but it will definitely be written up and put out on our podcast page for you guys to look at. So, yeah, that seems to be the general hobbying stuff. Well, right. that was anticlimactic. How much did the name figure into your purchase of the bag? How much did it... Well, anything <laughs> with the word tyrant in it kind of... Re- it's required ownership let's be fair for a, for an iron warriors player uh, but is 
Yeah, it was. It was very much in there. To be fair, it was very much in there. <laughs> I can't lie. I saw it. and Went. Oh man, it's like they meant it or something. Um, you know, it's just just absolutely awesome. And to be fair, I have, like I said, already got it. Already had to play around with it. Already got it loaded up, and I've already ordered more trays from the company or um, for other parts of my army um, before even really putting it into into use because it is that awesome. Just yeah. Totally, totally. Wait, cool. wait, wait a minute. So you picked the army case in honor of your the missus that was. No, because that would be they didn't have an evil bitch queen version. No, but the tyrant. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I suppose that's the nicer version I could use. Um, but yeah, yeah well, maybe. we are we are a PG show, aren't we? Are we? Since when? I don't know. Now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and that was episode 33 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. Thank you and good night. No? Drop mic. Drop the mic and walk out, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, we are definitely not a PG show, but still. Um, yeah, so it was. It, it really was a. It really is an awesome case, and I want to leave all the all the information to when I do the review. But it's going to be cool, and uh, we hope to uh, spend some more time talking and working with Gifts for Geeks in the future. So that would be very cool as well. So news, new stuff. Should we should we get the um, get the get the important stuff out of the way right away? Chris, do you want to lead with the most important stuff that's come out of uh, out of Forge World recently? Yeah, you mean this one, the Thranduril, King of the Woodland Realm on Elk. Exactly. Which is actually a really nice model. It isn't bad, actually. To be fair, I mean, it's what every growing boy needs in his heresy army is is, is a giant elk rider. Well, you need it more than certain other parts. True. It's, it's very Swedish, though. It is. It, I, I think it's kind of cool. Although I must admit, the close-up paint jobs aren't doing it any favors in my eyes at the moment. But, but that's uh, quite true with most of the Fort Will Minis. Currently. Um, well, currently, yeah. Not not when uh, not back when they had the original well, painting. Thing. I, that's quite obvious that I didn't mean that. No, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to make sure. Yep. To be sure. To be sure. Yeah. Also, really, there is also another mini that are on new releases for twelve. Yeah, the... and that's the yeah Space Wolf Legion Contempt of Dreadnought <laughs> with armor detailing strangely resembling Thranduril's. You actually look at them. So this is basically a Space Elf Dreadnought. It's yeah. Um, okay, Freddy, what are your thoughts on the Space Wolf Dreadnought, bud? Uh, are you picking me first because I'm going to do like <laughs> a fair assessment or possibly maybe. because I just call it a spell for space elf <laughs> <laughs> alright well okay I have a few few issues but I also have a few things that I like about it but it, it's the thing that makes it hard for me to actually form a proper opinion about it is the paint job because yeah, the paint job really, really throws bad. me off yeah, because it's it's very it it's so against everything that normally has been showcast from um, like Forge World in the Horus Heresy. Because where you see this military modeling type way, you know, with weathering, battle damage, kind of the the miniature looks more alive, but now it looks like a Prisma app photo, cartoonish uh, 40k dreadnought. And I was like taking it back first, first because I was like, what, wait, wait, like something is wrong here. And then I, I straight away spotted it, and it's like, well, this is this is not like the normal what we are used to see from Forge World. And I, I for one, 
quite a bit this point because um the thing that really love makes me love it's it it's playing science science fiction with a historical feel and that's what really sucks me into heresy and and it seems like but it might be maybe they just got like one of the 40k dudes to paint it up yeah while he was doing like the yeah. gathering storm shit and he just mm. did it yeah um but I, i'm a bit worried because i've seen like even with the the new 30k box and sort of some of the new releases i've seen like a creep towards the painting scheme and style becoming more and more like uh 40k and less and less like uh historical sort of you know military modeling yeah. And well, that's a, my personal taste. I don't like it, but you know, everyone to their own ends. But so, and then another thing that that I kind of picture Space Wolf in in K from reading the books and kind of getting immense into fluff. I didn't picture them with so many belts, like felts and shit of wolves, but more runes. And and the thing that I would have expected, like when I saw the Raven God, do you guys remember the Raven God Contemptor? Yeah. Yep. It's like that one threw me off first because I was like, what the fuck is this? Like heaps of runes. Like it, for me, it looked really much like what a Space Wolf Contemptor would look in 30k. But then it had all those, you know, a little bit of, you know, dead crows on them and shit, you know. <laughs> so Dead birds. <laughs> yeah, dead birds on them. So it, it kind of did a bit. But that's... After I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a bit too much, maybe. But they did a really nice work on it. And I painted up one myself, and I did weathering and shit on it. And, and it looks good. Like, if you, if you really blend the runes into the paint job, so they don't, they're not stand out in your face, but they're very subtle, then it looks really awesome. Kind of like, a, you know, you have different shades of black, however you... Matt can explain this. So I'm using this as a color explanations. Color theory, huh? Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it, it, when you you can see the runes when you angle the model and it pops out. That that made that model work for me, but it also made me think of like, ah, oh, the wolf one would be very similar, but it might be like a wolf skull or some shit. Yeah, because uh, it also has that chain. I know you don't like chain, Jody, but I, like I, I I'm not a big no no about the chain. It's just that. If you add all the different elements together, it becomes over the top. Yeah. It, it all, I, all of a sudden becomes too much wolf, basically. Yeah, because I, yeah. I don't mind I don't mind the chain. Like if I only looked at the chain on the picture, uh, and I kind of take away the wolf pelt and some of the other bits, then it looks like oh fuck that looks good. Or mm. if I remove the chain, I look at the wolf pelt and I remove some other stuff, and that looks good. And the thing is, like the pelt will work. Like if I weather that shit down, and it looks mm. like. He's old and crusty, like he's been out. You know, kind of, if you remember Gladiator, the opening battle scene. Yes. And you, see, and, and you see the legionaries and they're wearing that wolf, like they have that fucking uh, lions or, or wolf pelts on them. But it's not fresh and crisp. It's all like they've been out in the fucking Germania for ages. It's all dirty and cluddy and shit and worn down. Then it works. It's like because he's just an old fucking crusty old veteran that just gathered trinkets. It looks like he's fresh out of the factory. Yes, yeah. that's what. That's what. Uh, yeah, uh, Chris, are you? Are you? What are your thoughts, man? I mean, you know, throw it in there, man. Well, as I, as I said, it kind of resembles Thunderer's armor in the in the older 
metal detailing, but uh, that's not beside the point. Uh, I don't like the paint job, it's fairly said, for more, more or less the same reasons. And it looks like, a, considering there's, it's a new style of paint job, what we're used to, it doesn't really work com- in the setting of the other, other ones. It kind of works as a paint job, it's not my style, I don't like it. Hmm. And I think this dreadnought would be perfect if you were, you were going to buy this one and two other dreadnoughts and split the parts amongst them. So one Space Wolf and two regular Contemptors and just split the parts among them to make a proper amount of wolf. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I am very not loving this. And there's there's too much wolf on it for me. Um, and I, I take that from what I've read of the wolves in the books and in book seven, for example, and, you know, um, in Prospero Burns and stuff. I just think there's there's too many trinkets. I mean, for me, you take away that chest chain and the two medallions on there. That's a start. Get rid of the damn gems. It's too, it feels way too 40k for me for that. The big gem on the leg, the big gem on the top of the helm, that just looks wrong. Um, and then maybe, you know, just, I don't know, I would lose the 3D um, Legion logo on the on the shoulder as well. I mean, like you said, Freddie, the wolf pelt, yeah, not a problem. If you dirty that bugger down and you dirty the whole thing down, it's going to look great. And I love, I love the knot work they've done on it. I think... You know, I think that's an absolutely lovely, lovely thing to do because if nothing else, that stuff's a bitch to paint. <laughs> so actually having a 3D uh, surface to to paint on get, makes it possible for you to make that stuff look go- really good. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's too much but, wolf, man. It's too but, but it's, it's too it's, much. It's like that special character in the Spur of Burns. They, I love. I love the little runic scriptures and shit on their armors, and I'm I'm fucking stealing that and converting some of my emperor's children using bits from him, because that 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 is the shit. But then with all the pelts and stuff, it just I don't know. It takes like less is more. You you don't even know where, what to focus on. Yeah. And, you know, like they and they used to it used to come out from the design studio. Like remember when they had those every time the they released something that had that YouTube interview from the designers. Yeah, that's the going and, back and, a bit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to love that. I watched all of them. I remember they're doing like the when they released the Storm Eagle, they released like a, you know, Angron and so on and so on. And and every single time someone was on there when they talked, they always said less is more. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it yeah. seems like. I don't know what happened with those. I know there's been a shuffle around. In They're the not science. working there anymore. No, yeah, sadly. And I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Just to just to jump a little bit on a tangent about Gigo Fellhand is the, again, I look at him and go, it's a really nice model. Take away the gems. Take away the dangling wolf pelts on the top of his backpack. Why the hell has he got wolf heads on his backpack? It just looks too ornate. For me, it's too ornate for a 30k space wolf. Does that make sense? Because when there's so many of them, it feels like they should be much more uh, feral, dirty, and even though they're not a feral legion, it just it's just the outward appearance of yeah, them. Yeah, but that, but that's how they that's how everyone perceives them, and that how that's how how they dress and behave. And it's like even in this, that short story when that Sigilite dude comes and 
and he, he divides them up uh, who's going to go where. Like, and it's about this group going to Terra to be with Dorne because every single Primarch gets this, you know, the fucking wolf guards. Yeah, the watch team. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and when, when that scribe describes him, he describes him as feral, fucking dirty, unclaimed, like uncivilized warriors. And exactly. Not gem encrusted. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, oh, maybe I, I pictured them wrong because. Well. On the no, other I'm, hand, I'm with you, man. Hundred percent. On the other hand, that was how Europeans described the Vikings as well. Yeah, you know, they weren't 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 really dirty and uncivilized and without gems. I just I just think it, it for me it doesn't feel space wolf wolfy yes. Not Space Wolf, not the way I imagine them in the 30k universe from what I, from how they've been portrayed, and I think that's the important part for me. And don't get me wrong, the model, the model's going to be great. It's much better. Than, I, I think it's much better than the Iron Warriors Contempt to Dreadnought for a start. Um, but but to be fair, the Cap one is almost better than the Iron Warriors one. Yes, it is, and I won't argue with that point. Um, I can't argue with that point. But my uh, my, my point is, it just it just it's still too. I don't want to say cartoony is just too too much bling. No, but well, too much bling for me. Either. I, what yeah. I want to see before before I give it a final judgment, I would like to see it painted up by someone else in, in like a more uh, military modeling style, like with heaps of wedding and shit. Because I think that the things that stand out now is because of the crisp and cartoony paintwork, because I think you could dull down that shit and you, you can make the trinkets kind of disappear and not be so overwhelming. So I, I don't know. And then I would also like to see someone like Chris said, split it up into two contemptors and see like, get a normal one, get that one and then split it up and see what happens. Well, I tell you what, Spuddy, if you're listening or Jake or, Anybody who's going to be getting your hands on one of these things, and if it's your painting style to do that style, hit us up with some pictures. I, 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 with Freddie, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see what you could do with it um, yeah. and see how it turns out. Lex, I know you've got a Space Wolves Army man. I expect to see see something out of you for this, so I'd like to see that sort of show up and see what it can be like. But yeah, Now, now they're going to go and convert, like, on even more fucking green Probably, stuff. Probably, because I know Lex would. I know Lex would, because he'd just do it despite me, because he's a git, but that's why I love him. So that's okay. But um, You could just put the axe from the 40k one on it. Yeah. They could just stick I, the murder fang head in there for all I care, but it just as long as it looks a lot more dirty to down. To be fair, it would, be, it, would be, it would actually look better with the murder fang head. It probably would. <laughs> just because it could, they could have just chosen... Either to have the lens, the has lens on the eye, or the gem. Both just look weird because they're next to each other. Yeah, it's too too much, man. Just too much, like you said, Freddy. Less is more, man. Less is more. It can work. Just less yeah. is more. Okay, so uh, there was one other thing that kind of happened today, and we should probably talk about it in a little way with absolutely zero extra facts other than what we've heard in there. Doom. Um, doom. Doom, 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 Yes, the, the, F, the Warhammer, uh, Warhammer community did, uh, community team did a live stream. To be on... fair, we should just start because we haven't recorded since the news on Saturday. Shall we? Okay, go on. So do, you, well, do you want to take the lead on that one, Chris? Since you're, you're obviously keyed in, go for it. Yeah. Well, 
they decided to kill off 7th Ed and launch 8th Ed in a style more of, like Age of Sigmar. And the 40k will for now, or 30k will for now use 40k, old 40k rules going forward, but will probably end up just being replaced at the end anyway. With let's the let's be careful rules. with what we say there, because they're, they're not ditching the 40k world, they're actually moving on the narrative. I did say rule set. Well, I'm just, just, I'm, I'm just adding extra clarification in there for anybody who yeah. may have not heard it. They just made, okay, they just made a warp storm eight, eight half of the galaxy. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Um, and, and, then the, and then the Necrons and the Tyranids eat whatever, half of what's left. And, yeah. But they did promise that the White Scars are not being written out during what Jody will now talk about. What Jody will now talk about what? What did I do? <laughs> the live stream. The live stream, yes. Yeah, the, the live stream was held, like I said, by the uh, Warhammer community team. And that was done today. Uh, that was done probably about five hours ago. And I, I, I still think the uh, the general population of the... Um, the general population of the community is still hyperventilating in some way, shape, or form after it. Um, so it's not. It could be worse. It could be worse. Um, I'm not going to be a naysayer on what they did. I think the guys did a great job. They actually had the head of the development team on board, and they had one of the uh, heads of the Warhammer community team. And I apologise, guys, if you do, because they did say they listened to uh, podcasts. Not meaning that it would be hours exactly. But probably not. Probably none of the 30K podcasts, to be fair, but I'm just guessing. Um, but if you, if you do, lads, I apologise for not remembering your names. Um, but basically... Uh, one was uh, Andy Smiley. Andy the Smiley. He, I think he was the head of the development team, possibly. I can't he's, remember. Uh, he's a Black Library author as well. Is he? Then no, it wasn't him. <laughs> he's the part of the community. Anyway, because uh, I paid attention and watched the whole thing, I just crap with people's names. Um they they went through a live FAQ on um, all about Q&A. yeah well the FAQ Q and A yeah it was basically there were questions posed in a in a live feed uh, well comments section on the on the live feed and some I'm not going to say pre-screened but there were definitely some selected questions probably uh, I'd like to think that it was a questions that have been asked a lot. Um, they did ask for questions earlier to be posted on the Warhammer TV's Facebook page, so they yeah. had some to start with. Which and, is... they, and they did answer my question, which I posted there, so I well, can't complain. Obviously, perfection. They have to answer perfection, don't they? No. Exactly. So what was your question, Freddie? My question was, what is going to happen with uh, you know, the Horus Heresy and Will we finally see Forge World developing their own set of rules? And the answer was, contrary to my lies that I'm spreading on the internets, you're not spreading is that, lies. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm spreading hope. Spreading hope. Is that so far we're still using Seventh Ed, and they haven't really decided what's going to happen with the heresy at all, mm. compared to Eighth Ed. And everyone so, that you know want to see that, you can. Go on to their question thread and look at, look me up and see their answer. Yeah, and I think it's it's fair to say that I mean they have um, again it's it's 40k it's not 30k directly but obviously we know how things sand when it comes to that um, but they have done I think a direct quote was this is the most play tested version of the game they've released 
Uh, it's been play tested through uh, Depticon, a number of uh, groups like uh, no, the no, the guys who organise Nova and their team, uh, Adepticon, and obviously they have the in-house play testing as well. So there's at least five games of Aethid being played. At least five, maybe ten if they're lucky, if they went for grudge matches, um, or God knows how many they've played, but they, they have actually put a lot into playtesting this. Um, there is... Um, they did confirm, I think one, one thing's important, they did confirm that the, um, the information released at the Adepticon preview is correct in regards to things like... Um, the toughness on on everything and the uh, no templates and no templates can, yeah. yeah vehicles will go to a wound system yeah and these, these are some I mean, these are some definitely some of the bigger ones that i think are going to have the biggest impact are going to have a huge impact is vehicles will now have a toughness value uh and they will have wounds and there will be uh degrading uh stat lines for things yeah. as they oh, get damaged and, uh, the toughness strength thing it will change because everything can now hurt everything so they're, they're going basically to full age of sigmar um, and they have confirmed yeah. that there is there is no longer going to be a cap on stats so a top level of 10 has been the cap for most stats but that will not be the case that's uh, to accommodate stuff like vehicles getting a toughness value instead of uh, vehicles titans yeah um basically things that are pretty hardcore are um hopefully still gonna be more hardcore hopefully but it's gonna be in a different manner for sure um they are working on an app to support this for again for 40k a lot of the i'm just going back through some of the notes we 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 passed around um a lot of the uh um uh, what is it a lot of the Units. Uh, sorry, a lot of the supplements will still be valid in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I that's thought it was more and more that they were time. actually going to rework them. Yeah, I mean they're going to be they're going to be valid. What they are is going to stick around, but how they work is going to change as well. Um, I think what's important for the community, and I hope they've learned how learned this properly, and they're going to do this well, is when it comes down to launch day. Now, they have said that the codexes will still be relevant, so there will be codexes. Well, for... th- what they said was that when they got asked, it was for the old codexes, and they will all be still valid when it comes yep. to the fluff, but they will be invalidated when it comes to the rules. Yep. And at launch, there will be rules for all of the units, for all of the armies. Yep. And those rules will be updated once the codexes hit for those armies. Yeah, yeah. so... so Basically, what we can see, there's heaps of second ed stuff going on. Because remember second ed, there was an army uh, compendium for all the armies and all the units. Yep. Uh, that was current for Rogue Trader at that time uh, with pond values and so on. And then each of those armies eventually came invalidated when finally they released a codex. So it's just mirroring back to the release of second ed. Heaps of stuff are actually coincided with when they released second ed and went to a whole different system compared to rogue trader um, but obviously the biggest change here is that the change between rogue trader and second ed wasn't that massive when it came to rules compared to now when um, 40k goes into the age of sigmar rules kind of age of element but um, I think one, there's one other key, one other point that 
was more of a hangover from 40k that I I didn't like, and I think it's it does still sort of exist in 30k simply because it is down to the rule set that we we use, um, and that is. Um, rules being conferred between units independent characters and units that sort of thing and they've uh, they've said that they will be using keywords a lot like age of sigma uh, but keywords will be very specific so if you have um i'm trying to remember an example so please don't hold me as gospel on this um actually actually well before you say this this is actually something I can see that they kind of stolen from the heresy because prior, previously when you had like Legion studies with, you know, the world eaters rule, then you could only confirm certain things for other Legion studies that had the world eater rule, like for yes. race or whatnot. So they've kind of worked, taken that from the heresy and worked that into everything now, to all the factions or so like with LR craft world, whatever special rules. Then you can only convert like stealth or whatever special abilities to another unit that has the Eldar Astartes craft world. So we won't see that silly, because I think 40k kind of derailed when you had those Taudar uh, Magnuses formations. Yeah. Yeah. And then you and then you everyone was giving each other special rules, but now it's only going to work like same with the Codex Space Marine, like how they had, like a unit of five different chapters characters in one unit yeah exactly <laughs> and that's that's exactly the example i was going to go for is that you know the what it was said is that keywords will confer will be used to confer rules specifically um so in case of let's say you have as I, as i understood it space marine character x whatever has spe- uh, legion astartes special rule it's called a uh, keyword those and it will say these uh rules so let's just say infiltrate or um uh outflank something along those lines will confer to units uh with legion of studies when joined by this particular character so you could in theory join them to a a guard unit but it would never give them those skills whereas in the current system it does because the independent character can confirm that to the unit they're with uh, which I thought was very important. And again, the other thing that keywords are going to do, and this is something I'm interested in, is that they are they're changing the way that they're going to do things in regards. To, they're going to introduce command points, I think is what it was called, um, which is just a way of affecting the flow of the game and uh, rewarding fluffy lists, fluffy... Um, yeah, a fluffy army selection. So the more fluffy the army selection is, for example, the more um, command points you get, as 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 I understand it at the moment. So it's going to be interesting. Again, well, they, well, well, they couldn't really do like twirl my beard and like, or if you're, if you're oh god, you mean like the uh, bullshit uh, they did? Yeah. If you're like a very, like a, a traitor player, like you have to scream death to the false emperor, and then you get to reroll or die. We do that anyway. They, That's why. Yeah, yeah, no, but we don't. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, like they, they probably realized that that was a bit too much in the age of Sigmar, so they, they kind of made that into the command point system. But that has, that has actually been in old, like in Warmaster and in uh, like in Epic for a while, and it has been around in Games Workshop um, games before, the whole command point thingy that you, you know, at a certain level had has a... I remember you had like a command point and strategy strategy levels. 
yeah. or like Space Marines and Imperial Guards and so on. And and it awarded you like either you got like a plus or minuses on your dice roll, or you got like a certain amount of rerolls. Sort of like yeah. you know Blood Blood Bowl. Mm. Yeah. Basically, right now, as far as Heresy is concerned, we're sticking with Seventh Ed. Yep. Which is which I'm happy about because it, it it kind of although it's not perfect it, it means less of a less of a gigantic upheaval and no disrespect to the guys playing 40k but you know you you've got yourselves some books there you've got a codex and a few other things the trust me there are more books when it comes to playing heresy and they're big black or red and heavy and expensive or digital and expensive so i'm, I'm kind of happy they're holding on to it for the moment we shall see uh, it all depends if you believe certain memes going around the internet what may or may not happen <laughs> but on the other hand some of the changes sounded at least that there was some thought about them yeah I, i'm not going to say it's a bad i'm not going to say it's bad i'm not going to say it's good i'm going to see how it plays personally i'm going to see how it plays out in 40k and then i'll be interested to see how it plays at what happens when they bring it over to 30k and because to be, to be fair they could have just fixed the small problems that were in seventh instead would have been but nice wouldn't it that's another discussion i think yeah well no, that's a tangent focus. that's a tangent that will take yeah. us about now five hours away focus on the templates that's, oh. that is a go good way game. to kill the immersion in the game though yeah yeah. yeah. well the thing is like I never as I'm not a power gamer I don't really care like I usually get my opponents to place my own templates and so like how many do you get there but the thing is like the thing that I love about the templates is that it like I get to play stuff like it, it visualizes some sort of yeah. fucking massive explosions and it also requires people not to use shovel their miniatures forward and not care about shit because I every time I, I remember playing 40k back in the day like oh, or whatever and they're like oh do you have any template weapons like with AP2 oh no I don't and then they use like you go to a tournament and they're like ah oh. and it just like they could have one of those things you had to collect coins off a fucking roulette table and just push their miniatures forwards because they didn't even like care about placements and shit yeah like it requires like no thought at all and this is just going to be like it's going to be like when i play russians in flames of war <laughs> whatever you don't really care just move on and, forward yeah yeah and, and i think like the, the only thing that would have sorted the template and i know ryan has probably said this before but i remember talking to ryan when i was in america as well the only thing like because i i actually compared it to flames of war and how how you work out hits when you hit a template whoever gets hit by a template let the fucking guy that get hits allocate hits and that in that way can snipe certain units and commanders and shit whoever is under the template just get the guy that you know gets hit allocate hits because then it, obviously it's not going to be like oh i'm going to place this fucking barrage the center on this command dude and it's strength 10 and oh, suddenly I have the biggest fucking sniping demolisher barrage cannon in the world. You know, <laughs> so it makes no sense because a fucking artillery priest wouldn't be able to snipe out a single commander like on the other side of the battlefield. Nope. So you let the guy under the template allocate hits. Bam! Problem solved with templates. But it still requires some tactical thoughts about placing templates and stuff. Yeah. It's... For me, it's the worst part is actually ruins the, the immersion for. He plays Order Reductor and has a lot of template weapons, big ones. Dude, you're talking to a Iron Warrior with Fossex. You know, I love yeah, my templates. Yeah, Fossex templates are shit compared to big ones. They just stay but their the whole goddamn I, game, mate. <laughs> I, I, like, I like that as well, because 
like with the grab weapons and with the phosphoric, it actually also creates terrain. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And you can actually place them, even though I know that the thud guns has gone a bit fucking out of control. But that, once again, just get the guy that gets hit by template to allocate hits, and then that will at least solve most of the issues. It's 70%. But the thing, how you, how you play it, like smart people, they place that instead to create sort of terrain and yeah. and try to control the movement of your opponent, which is kind of like tactical and fun and and, and more engaging than just... Like, I, I don't know. Like, I know that they want to oversimplify games and it should be quicker and it should be more easier, but there should be some sort of limit when, when it becomes too simple that it ruins the spirit of the game and the feel of what you're actually recreating. Yeah, when it's too simple, there's really no point in trying to play it with the story either. Yeah. yeah because then the story won't really have all those moments that build it when you... You build a story with the rules, basically. Yeah, you build it with the rules, with the gameplay, with everything. But it, yeah. the more you take, like you say, the more you take away from it, the less less ground the story has to develop on. Because it's, you know, I mean, it, it's very easy to say that. Um, for example, just for our, for our listeners, we played a very large, big, a very large, big. Wow, that was brilliant use of language there. We played a very large game, like nine thousand points a side game, um, at the MKA uh, painting course. And at one point, I I was throwing phosphate shells down range with an attempt to block up and frustrate a Suzerian squad in the hopes to sort of try and move them around and sort of steer them a little bit and then also drop it on a load of drop phosphex on a load of um, quad mortars because they needed to die on basically but um, you know there was some degree even though it is phosphex yes I hear people screaming cheese but um, even so it was still needed uh, there was still some tactical effort in it you know trying to place it for a reason and to make it do something um, and to be fair it depends on how many phosphex quad mortars you have which is you not? I only had two units of do. Yeah. I only put one of them in the in the in the um, on top of the, uh, <laughs> the, the the on top of the Titan Void Shielded bunker. Yeah. But that, that, that's that, where the cheese comes in. That's uh, warriors that, for again, you. What do you say? Then again, <laughs> compared to the army we played, we are fucking you know virgins when it comes to bringing the cheese. Crisp as the white, uh, crisp as snow, mate. That's how we are. But you know that that all comes up when we have a discussion later on in the episode. So we'll save that for everybody because yep. you know we we need to hear a pro- professional paint- painters complain about how not cheesy <laughs> their stuff is. Um. <laughs> Love you, Matt. Really do. Um. <laughs> Well, but, uh, yeah. So I think there's a whole lot to come, and it's going to get here in time. And I'm very much looking but, forward to seeing but what happens. But the the one thing though, with all these announcements and what's going on, and nothing really happening with the heresy, it gives me hope that finally they will detach heresy from 40k. Because most of this, to be honest, most of the silliness that happens in 40k is due to no, no, most of the silliness that happens in 30k is due to <laughs> retarded things in 40k rules. That doesn't work because it's already semi a different system, you know what I mean? It's, it's more 6th ed than it's 7th ed, but then it's also more its own thing than it's, it's either 6th or 7th ed. 
so it's, 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 game, it's yeah. yeah it's like right now it's it's based on almost three different rule systems and i'm thinking if they if they just wrote their own fucking rules and weren't because every time like the faq with the melter bombs and everyone's like what and i i, I bet you the guys at fucking board well even they seeing as they put a fuck point value for for every single guy getting a melter bomb and and reading some of the scenarios and so on and so on and how like it, and, and even in like concept battle reports from virtual where they've used multi-bombing even they were surprised that uh shit aren't you supposed to multi-bomb and what are they supposed to do of course they would have to say well we followed the 40k rule so the faq stands but on and, the other hand they did say follow the we, we followed 40k rules but you should really play it as you want to <laughs> yeah yeah, no, hint, hint, so that's multi- a bit of a caveat there on them basically yeah. saying. Well, Alan basically read between the lines, fucking multi-bomb your shit out. It, it it's just the, it becomes retarded. Like the, the games are like I I, I watched breathe, like I, breathe. I, I I watched 40k games and stuff, and I I went to Defticon and I see I have seen what's going on there and. You know, I even had some spare time to sit through almost an entire 40k game, and it is a completely different beast compared to 30k. And I know that heaps of people will say, no, that's not true, it's just like, you know, different, and, and, and it's not different, it's the same game, it's different miniatures. But it is not, it's not like the feel of it, it's totally different. The way they play, how the way the armies interact with it are completely different, so... The mentality is different as well. Yeah, well, even if you don't think about the mentality, you have people coming from 40k that are like super hardcore gamers playing like ITC tournaments, but still, it becomes a different game for them when they play 30k. So I think it is time, like, Fortwell is mature enough to deal with their own supplements, like a full on standalone side games, using the same miniatures, but having their own rules. And I'm not saying that 7th Ed is good, but I'm saying 1st Ed 30k. Let them do their own thing and let's see what they can do. If 8th Ed might be the best thing that ever happens, you know, since sliced bread, but I, I think for 30k to get the best out of everything, they should need to have their own set of rules. And that's just my two cents. And I know people agree to disagree, but that's just what happened. And I, I, I've played so many games in my entire life, and what happened is when, when everyone tries to lean on the same rule system, it just becomes retarded. Like Flames of War for a while there, like using the same rules for late war as early war, it just, what happens, they had to add on so many special rules and so different things, it just became fucking a mess, which they finally cleaned up now. But still, you know, it's 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 same with heaps of other game systems. It just becomes retarded when it's too many things trying to do too much things with one set of rules. You just try, you know, sometimes you have to spread it out and get your own rule system. You can still take, you can still steal the best bits from whatever you want, but, you know... Just make it your own, and then you don't have to worry about, you know, this black book goes to shits because now suddenly 40k changed something. Yeah. As you uh, as you may be aware now, dear listeners, this might be a bit of a trigger issue for Freddy. <laughs> uh, and we, we totally understand that. It's a mild trigger issue for us as well. Um, but we will be coming back to it in the future when things start to uh, show up 
what uh, Sherlock can actually uh, explain and effect, and when basically when we know what shit's going to happen for the heresy, we will get in touch and we will get get, get it out on the podcast. But let, let's be let's be fair to say, I think the only thing we can do right now is wait and see. But we sure as hell can get aboard the train and try, try and uh, start the movement that is please let Forge World have this as their own rule set or let them create you know, version one of their own rule set and let's see what happens there as well. Be right. brave, you know, let the community ha- let this community have that and see what happens. Yeah. But like you say, who knows? It could be the best thing <laughs> since sliced bread that's happened to the to happen to yeah. heresy yeah. as well. Yeah. In uh, in worst case we can always just play the open level or whatever you call it and bring whatever you want and just make broom broom noises and push minis around the table and if you don't go tune when you fire off a fire off some sort of volcanic weapon you get thrown out the door can we do that there, there was actually a discussion in the community from the beginning if it were to be tune or if it should just be like uber free from no tune tune no, it's the, a, the, uh, ADB has already stated it's tune it's in Master of Mankind it's set it's tune yeah, this discussion happened two and a half three years ago yeah but he he solidified it because he, no he's in the same he's in the same forum that, that it basically took place yeah and you now it's in writing yes uh, but you're not listening what I'm, you're not listening to what I'm saying but I'm I'll not. decide for now because you're I'm trying to... all right children all, all I'm saying is I'm playing the open thing every day when I come home from work and I picked up my kids from school and they use my old 40k miniatures but it's all about the open sessions now we were going to talk about MKA and how awesome it was and what fun we had but we have also been ranting on for the best part of an hour with this introduction and I think it's probably going to be better that we don't chew your ears off just I think it's very quick and easy to say that we had an absolute fucking blast we had such a great group of guys show up and be part of the event uh we've made some serious friends there we have i'd like to say uh, i feel very confident and proud in saying that we we 100 percent or 95 percent sure that we have the first uh american trained uh mka trained student to have uh, completed one of their courses and, and go back to to his home country um uh, so emery you you were an absolute dude we love having you there uh big shout out to Mark Connolly from for coming over from uh, the UK and taking part as well. Uh, it was an it was an absolute blast having you there, dude. Um, and there, obviously, Mark being being the lovely gentleman, absolute uh, scholar and a man he is, is um, always up for a good photo. So if you do see the picture of um, our uh, our group, you'll you'll see what I mean. I didn't realise that somebody could actually do that to a bottle of alga, um, but apparently you can. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, any quick things you want to say on it for Freddie before oh, uh, we sort uh, of head on out? Don't forget the Danes. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Danes, yeah, yeah, true. They they just felt like they they were at home in the the, uh, the eastern part of Denmark, really, to be fair. But, That's, um, true. That's true. And they also they, brought, brought heaps of fluffy lists. And... Totally. I mean, <laughs> I think it's the, fluffy, the fluffiest Mechanicum list I've, I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, from definitely. Eric. Uh, but no, it was great having everybody there. We had a great, absolutely awesome time, and it will be confirmed in more detail in the future. But we will be bringing, um, we will be bringing MKA back to Sweden. Uh, most definitely looking at next year. 
uh, if stuff can happen beforehand we will see but most definitely uh, for next year and I think the uh, immediate plan is to repeat uh, same location so Farm Shack and same sort of uh, basis basis and basic outline but we will see um, but yeah it's all good news so I think it's fair to say that it's a good idea to head on out to a tune which has been chosen by Freddie so <laughs> prepare you. your ears prepare your ears Ooh. and we will be right back with the main segment tonight talking to Matt Kane and Henry Steele from MKA after this tune Fallen in 
And we're back, and it is time to do the much-anticipated, much-needed debrief from the the event that was the event that that has now changed the face of 30k here in Sweden, <laughs> and that is the the MKA masterclass painting boot camp that took place back in the past four like two days ago it finished for us but whenever you're listening to this episode it was two days from when I, we were two days ago from when we recorded this to when you're listening to it and what an event what a time it was absolutely amazing but i'm not going to talk to you about it i'm, I'm just going to be the man who conduits it all through between, uh, from our guests this evening and as always we've done it in the introduction but freddie's here with us as uh, as we were the two representatives from the Varangian Heresy on the uh, on the course, hashtag Chris, get it right next time. Hashtag uh, amazing. <laughs> be warned, there may there may be uh, impromptu and uh, unexpected amounts of singing in hair metal uh, throughout this segment. <laughs> Just a warning. Um, and of course, the two men that made it happen, the man whose name is on the uh, on on the cover of the uh, of MKA, and that is Mr. Matt Kane. Hey welcome guys, to, welcome to us this evening. And uh, you're back in Blighty. Didn't get cavity searched on your way out or anything? Uh, no, not so, not so much. My, my figure case keeps getting checked every time I go through there. But Henry did make quite an impressive point that it is a big metal box full of little magnets. So I suppose I can see why they they think that's a little bit suspect. Maybe just a little bit. I think I think it's fair to understand why, why there may be an issue with that. But you know. It's, it could just be profiling. They could just be paint, profiling a world-class mm, painter. Racial profiling. Racial it's profiling. Your... Contrast profiling. <laughs> it, it, it's the ginger. <laughs> Notice I did not say that. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I said at the fucking airport. <laughs> <laughs> and with us as You're well all is... <laughs> Hashtag I'm working here. Um, I'll, drink, I'll drink to that. Yeah, me too. Um... And as well, uh, the other gentleman who was here as part of the course, who is integral part of the course, who who was our sensei for the metallics, for all the uh, all the important layers and layers and layers of yes! information. Thank you, Freddie. Of uh, information that came out, and that is Mr. Henry Steele. Say hello, Henry. Mr. Metal. Mr. Metal. Hello. Mr. Metal. Hello. Hey, sir. <laughs> Now, for those, for those of you that obviously know Matt and Henry in real life or have listened to uh, Matt on our own podcast and others, you may hear that they both have uh, slightly slightly raspy voices this evening, and that is because they have spent five days um, teaching, imparting knowledge, and basically cat-herding 20... Screaming at, yeah. screaming at recruits. Screaming at recruits <laughs> over over an intense period of time, but dear God, it was worth it. And um, yes, so their, their sexy husky tones will be uh, filling your ears this evening. So, gentlemen, first question, straight out the gate. What were your thoughts of Sweden? The girls are amazing. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <coughs> loaded, loaded topic. <laughs> Hashtag triggered. <laughs> okay, so the the girls, yes, it has to be said, they are rather amazing. Um, what about your good self, Henry? What are uh, those impressions? Uh, Apart from the fact that you landed in Denmark, it has in Denmark, yeah, that was a little bit confusing. Um, it's awesome, mate. It's, you, can, it's, you can say the animals are amazing. Yeah, the, the animals, yeah, the wildlife is incredible. Um, 
Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, uh, I want to go back there a lot. Well, that means we may just have to have you back here a lot then, so I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, it felt a little bit weird spending five days in Sweden, mainly in a an American-style barbecue restaurant. <laughs> drinking American beer. Drinking American No, 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 I was drinking whatever the local the local beer was, whatever that was called. Arborg or Airborg. Arborger. 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 The big and strong, store stock, Miss Beer. But, uh, yeah, so... General impressions overall: hot women, good beer, interesting cold. place to spend five days. Cold, cold, Co- windy. yeah, okay, it was cold. To be fair, it was cold. Um, you know, there's that we can do on the side of a hill, but um, and exposed. But we were inside. I just like to point this out: we were inside during the actual painting course. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of important because I think airbrushing outside might have been uh, one challenge <laughs> too many. Tricky, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be with so much the, case of thinning your paints. Yeah, it wouldn't be much case of thin, you know thinning your paints or brush control. It's just trying to actually apply some paint to the model would be interesting. Before um, it like sprays backwards and into your face rather than on your model. Yeah, I mean, what, what's a lungful of paint between you know hmm. between friends? Well, well cause, considering well, I'm still how rid of those. Yeah. <laughs> my lungs are still full of it. Uh, well, yeah. I, I was sitting in the middle. I had like. Imran spraying me in my face and mm. Bjorn had Johan spraying him in his face and it was a good time it was a sick <laughs> time <laughs> <laughs> it was a special time it was a time yeah. when the boys of summer came together yeah. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's, it's not your first faces. time of, uh, being in the middle of everything is it no 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 it's you're, where you're, I like to be right in the middle <clears throat> centre of attention just spray me full <laughs> No comment, really. I've I, got I, no comment on that fact. I, I was thinking Freddy Sandwich, actually. Ooh, cheeky. For a little bit of Freddy Sandwich there. I'm getting hungry. You're, hung, you're hungry for a sandwich right now, aren't you, Freddy? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Hungry for some Freddy loving. I, I'm pretty sure if I open the door to my <coughs> laundry and scream out, make me a sandwich, then I might be assassinated. I was going to say that you might actually be shot and buried and shot and killed live on air. Which point would be, it's okay, guys. We'll since, just since, hang since him I, off the call and keep talking. Since I came home, I've heard like, wait a minute. So, so you're actually leaving like in two days to do this 30k tournament for <laughs> the entire weekend? Uh, like, we we yeah. don't see each other anymore. <laughs> okay. Aww. Freddie, what are you doing there, mate? I'm I'm hard for heresy. I don't know. Like my mistress is full grim, and it, oh. it takes takes oh, a lot of time. <laughs> oh dear lord, they might want to get that checked, mate. <laughs> if that's if it, full, full hashtag full grim is my mistress. Um, so yeah, we we had a, a very interesting uh, introduction as we. Uh, well, say we, as I, I decided to make the supreme effort and sacrifice to drive over and pick these gentlemen up from the airport with my yep. high quality painted and Spartan. lovingly put together. Oh, yeah, the Spartan. Oh, I was just going for the welcome sign, but yeah, with the, <laughs> with a, with the first, first loading up of the Spartan and, you know, ready to go. And I, like a prize idiot, thought it was like crossing the bridge going into Wales where you pay like 60 kroner to get across not I told you this 460 no kroner he told no me this the funny thing one, was one fucking way one yeah way. you didn't tell me this when uh, well, I didn't uh, say anything until I was on the other side of the bridge oh careful I, now careful that, that could start an international incident, incident there Mr. Steele be careful with that <laughs> I, I live in fucking Stockholm I hardly ever 
crosses the bridge, but I know this. So you live there. How come you don't know this? Jesus I don't live there. Christ. I, I live well, in Well, you there. live there. I don't live there. So you should know this. <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah, and this I has know, been proven. <laughs> it's very much been proven. Um, <sighs> so yes, it was uh, it was a very interesting uh, first time experience of crossing the bridge for me. Pick these gents up, and uh, then we we had a, a nice little drive over. Stopped to get some classic Swedish food. Wait, uh, a quick question. Is, yeah. Ha- are the Dan- Danes still doing that crazy border control thing? Oh my know, god, the that? policeman was amazing. It was oh, like wasn't he just? He was a comedy film. Oh, what a porno comedy, let's be fair. Yeah, you had, oh, you had an porn excellent porn porno stash. stash. Oh, it was amazing. It well, was... well, used, used to, you know, so everyone knows this, that it used not to be a border there at all. But after that immigrant thingy from Syria happened, then the Danes decided to have like a massive border control versus Sweden. So I'm just wondering if it was still there, but apparently it is still it is still there, and basically the Danes shit the bed a little bit, and you know that's why it happens to be I would, there. But I wouldn't call it like a massive border patrol. It was it was two police dudes in a in a Volvo and like a couple of traffic cones, and it wasn't with their porno stashes, with their amazing porno stashes, yeah. <laughs> like super troopers. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I th- actually, I don't think you can explain it any other way better, Freddie. It was super <laughs> yeah. troopers, Scandinavian Perfect, yeah. style. There's a, like Henry Meow. Do <laughs> so you get your passport Meow? <laughs> but, but to be Sorry, fair, they were they were <laughs> as as we were riding up, rolling up to the checkpoint. It's like yeah, it's, it's a, we're trying to work out why we were over, why we had these friends over. It's just like uh, it's a roll up. So it's like hi, how are you doing? Sort of thing. It's like oh, you're English. Yes. It's like you know, pass over, you put over your passports. Why are you here? Oh, they're visiting me. But you're English. Yes, but I live in Sweden. But you're English. Why does this surprise you? <laughs> Why are you surprised that I live in a better country uh, no, than, well, than no, my own? No. Why, why would you surprise that the Englishman living in Sweden would have English guests? That too. That's always a thing. That was surprising. But I think the, the general explanation of we're over to hang out, haven't seen each other for ages, and we're going to go and drink beer was pretty much... I think that was pretty well accepted, don't you guys? I think Yeah, like, he, he got excellent. right behind that, didn't he? He loved that. Yeah. He was very happy about that one. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's okay, lads. You you can do that." It's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you can do that. What the fuck? He was. They were genuinely quite happy for us to be going and drinking beer. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty rough. He's pretty rough. All right, all right, that's good. <laughs> Fascists. <laughs> so we got we got back over. We poodled on out to Farm Shack and got to see the. Uh, the venue and a little bit of, of, of baseless self-promotion here. Um, what were your thoughts about the venue? Uh, was it worth man. it? Yes. <laughs> it was, it was okay. Great. I, I, I was waiting for Henry to elaborate there, but yes, it, it was very, very good. It's massive. Um, the ability to branch out and do bigger and bigger and much much bigger events is uh, is blatantly obvious. Uh, the the halls there are just fantastic uh, for your future uh, ranking heresy series uh, gamers series. The games if if they're held there is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, if we were able to make bigger classes, then there certainly is the size to be able to do that. Um, Think about the amount of plastic sheeting we'll have to lay down, though. That's the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that. I have lots of rolls. Hmm. 
Yeah. Hang on, reasons. you're telling me this now. I had to go and pay for that. Why didn't you just tell me you had some? You. Oh, fair enough. Whatever. Did, did you communicate this? No. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. But Moving yes, on. it was it was very good. Very very. It, the, the farm shack is a cracking place. Greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, I was I was very happy how it turned out. And um, I, th- I think the uh, the tone was set when we, we, like I said, we headed off for some classic Swedish food and had a, a rather um, feastful uh, Max Burger lunch, mm. evening meal, and uh, generally just sort of hung out for a bit, talked talked stuff, and then we got you settled in your uh, in your humble abode, mm. and we made the the first of many trips to a uh, to uh, to Vigo's. Vigo's number. I don't know. We didn't did we num- Vigo. Yeah. <laughs> say, did we ever number them in the end? Did we ever work out which one was which? <laughs> the um, train did, station one. Uh, the one at the train station. Yeah. Good it, answer. It, that was that was my favourite one because it didn't stink a piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy in the bar when we got there, he stinked a piss. So. Yeah, but that's all right. That's that's that, yeah. That's better. That's a lo- lo- local smell. It's not like. The whole establishment. Yeah, that's fragrance, local fragrance for you. That's what that is. But uh, mm. yeah, we had we had uh, we had a nice evening out with some of the lads that came down a bit early for the course, and uh, actually it seemed to be more people than I expected that show that were there the evening. Mm. And um, yeah, then we we got set up for, uh, or set up, dropped you guys back off, tried to get a decent night's sleep, and then day one began. And uh, yeah, that was. Um, that was intriguing. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, do you guys want to tell? I, I think it's fair that we, we sort of give everybody a rough idea of what we're going to do, trying to do every day. Uh, so, what was what was day one about for you? For from you guys, what, what's day one all about for you when you when you do the? Well, let, let's be fair. You, it's actually we were doing two courses, weren't we? I think it's better better if you guys take us through what we were actually doing over the over the course and and sort of where we went each day. So I'm going to throw okay. that out to you guys to do some do some talking now. Okay. So day day one is basically the introduction day, um, telling you about your kit, teaching you how to use your kit, uh, teaching you how to find problems, uh, how to fix problems, how to set your kit up, how to utilize it to its best abilities. Um, how to apply some paints, how to get the uh, how to establish light, light sourcing, um, how to apply colour, how to apply tra- transfers. Basically, it's, it's, it's all the all the foundation stuff that you need before you can go on to make amazing miniatures. Um, Finishing off with a model which has been pre-shaded and pre-highlighted, your paint colours applied to the model and your transfers applied so that they can be left overnight ready for day two's events. And that is that is a very spot on spot on description of day one. Um I think it's fair to say from 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 a what would you say from a participant's point of view, Freddie? Well, considering I never ever held an airbrush in my hand before, I was kind of like, "Whoa, what the fuck is going on?" Uh, but you know, <laughs> I, I was 
Well, I was lucky, but unlucky. I had heaps of stoppages in the beginning. And, you know, I called over Matt and Henry heaps of times to try and fix it up. And actually gave me, like, some insight in how it works, how to strip it, how to reassemble it. And after that, I kind of sorted out all my stoppages. But the first day was, like, kind of hard for me <laughs> because I kept doing the wrong thing all the time. But I didn't know what was going on. But after that, somehow it started to flow. And, and, and it was all about building up the confidence in using your equipment and just following the the steps and the program and you try to keep up with everyone else because everyone else seemed I don't know I, I think everyone experienced the same thing they used you know looked over their shoulder and looked at everyone else and they're like oh fuck I'm so way behind how come how come he is sorting all this like look look at him it's like he's just doing everything it's awesome they and he <laughs> and he probably in his head is like oh what am I doing I'm just spraying ah. <laughs> and he's and trying to keep up and but you know it kind of build up everything step by step and eventually you uh, you got a hang of it and it was really good like the first day was super intense and yeah, you didn't really know what was going on and, but eventually eventually you kind of settled in and you figured out like how to run your stuff and and you just like spraying the, the pre-shade pre-highlighting like like I was doing the metallics and I was like, how the, f like, I can't see what the fuck I'm doing. But then uh, when I went it through the phone, like I used my phone camera to see the difference between the two different colors, like the chrome and the steel, uh, chrome and the gunmetal, I could actually see the shading. I was like, oh fuck, I'm actually doing it all right. It's just that <laughs> my fucking eyes are useless and I can't see this. But through the camera, I can see it. So, yeah. You know, so I, I was like... really surprised at meeting Freddie for the first time, actually, because and <laughs> I, I said I said this to him. I was like, Freddie, I'm I'm really like, I'm not seeing the the crazy nutcase that is supposed to be the Freddie that everybody gets <laughs> out all the time, and like full of life and going bonkers at every possible opportunity. And he, he turned and said to me, Yeah, I'm fucking paying for this. Of course, I'm going to be like sensible and take things in. Then we can get crazy afterwards. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I, I really tried to focus because, because as you said, like, I paid for it, but everything was new for me. Like some of the other guys, they have uh, airbrushed before, but for me, it was like the first time I even touched the thing on, and I was like, I had heaps of problems in the beginning, like with air leakages and stuff, and and then I kind of sorted it out. And thank God, while sorting it out, uh, I managed to hook up Emery with the with my spare stuff and. Actually managed to get both our airbrushes working, so that was all good. And yeah, so like uh, after I kind of got settled and stuff, that's all right, you know. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't that... be drunk all the time, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried to be, but I can't. I can't. I had to drive there, you know. There's only, so, there's only so much one man can do, is what you're saying. That, that, that was a, a really good thing that you that you just mentioned there, though. Uh, we we had our first ever. Uh, participant from America to fly all the way over for the course um, and his uh, his baggage ended up in a completely different country so all of his kit and supplies was in another country so he was there sort of trying to get hold of all his kit all the way through the day and it was amazing because three different people helped him out with sourcing all the kit and equipment to be able to make do and paint uh, other things throughout the first day so he could learn the, the things that we were teaching 
and it just kind of shows just how how good the the courses are in that it's when when you come to an MKA course you're not just coming there as an individual um, you're, you're coming there to be part of a group and the solidarity that you get from doing this course in an environment with, full of like-minded people uh, it, it really sets the scene of the the way you're going to go forward um, you you are in there maybe not as an accomplished painter but you're going to leave the place with so much more not just as part as a, as a painter but actually within an amazing community it's uh, itself yeah I, I think you nailed it so well there matt and um i mean emery top bloke i mean there's there's no arguments everybody who was on that course had their moments and was generally awesome at making that even better i mean yeah okay we can't really you know can't really speak for mark because mark was mark and at the end of the day that you you're going to have someone who's a bit what's the word i'm looking for here boys what's the word i'm looking for here give give me a word that isn't special Love, That's what lovely. I'm for. yeah lovely bloke absolutely lovely bloke top top bloke loved him to pieces but um no seriously it was it was so good and for uh for our listeners as matt said uh the first mka trained uh, 30k member uh for the usa is now in existence and that is emery and he he was such a great bloke he came over he flew over to, be, to do the course there was no arguments he was just mm. like i need to do the course it's it's not you know i can't wait for it to get here i have to come and do it sorted it all out got all this stuff absolutely brilliant at getting things sorted as we're going along he flew over from the states had a change at least one change in iceland or something crazy like that he arrived his bags are still stuck in iceland and like matt said everybody rallied around there was right though you got airbrushes we've got bits and rhinos we've got paints you know we've got all these bits and pieces just lean over take it whatever and when his stuff did arrive he was one of the few people who'd actually bought like five times of everything just to make sure the rest of the course was okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant because he just went, Man, oh, the, okay. The, the dude had more palettes than fucking Rembrandt used in his <laughs> entire fucking life. He did, didn't he? I mean, it was just, it was crazy. But so again, such a, such a solid bloke and really was awesome. And one thing I want to sort of add on from my point of view, because for those of you listening, bear in mind, I, I took part in the course as well. I mean, I was there, I was sort of... Um, Freddie and I have been organising this. I was there as the host, but I got to take part in it as well. And again, thank you for that, Freddie, having my back there. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm the money. You're the brains. You are the money. Well, <laughs> why? Thank you. That's the first time I've been called the brains for anything. <laughs> Usually, I'm called the beard, but I'll take the brains. Um, well, you know, I'll just call you the cock blocker. <laughs> I am the cock blocker. It's okay. I have multiple roles in this course. I will um, break you. <laughs> I will break you and your cock in your dreams. But that, that, again, we go back to something different. Anyway, um, <laughs> we had. So it's a nervous laugh. It's there just to make sure that everybody feels better about themselves. Oh, I'll, um, I'll do a, I'll do a Conan quote. So, like, what, what is joy in life? To block your enemies. <laughs> to block the cocks of your enemies. And <laughs> to block the cocks of your you. friends. Make sure they don't get laid. <laughs> hashtag yeah, I'm busy here <laughs> hashtag I'm, bu- I'm working thank you very much um, fuck off what I was, <laughs> yeah but what I wanted to say seriously was um, with uh, with the very first um, the first day literally sitting down I mean Matt was good to, really good of you Matt to bring your your models over and see 
award-winning Slayer <coughs> Slayer sword winning should have been um, miniatures out <laughs> in front of everybody and seeing all the little things that you've done with like decals and just colours and or I could talk like I know what I'm talking about now but but you see for the first time and you go there is no way in hell I'm going to get close to this and then at the end you know you stop you pick up the airbrush if you've got half a clue or even no clue you look at it going where do I insert this how do I make this work which end does it come <laughs> out sound of? like Morton well there's that too <laughs> oh, hashtag hot sister um and then uh, you know by the end of it you've got a you've got a, a rhino that actually looks or a, what looks a hundred better in my case from what I've ever put out before as a painter and you suddenly realize that this is the end of day one and there is just so much more to go and it is such a, a moment of clarity i think is, is is a way of putting it you kind of go i can do this and that's what you get from the court that's what you get throughout the whole course it is that i can do this and you know you get that from you guys and whoever is pouring that drink please hurry up um and it's Sorry. just yeah there so you should be um you know hobby noises and stuff um what are you drinking and, fair point uh bear carlsberg I haven't been to the alcohol store, so I had to take what the fuck was available in my house. The hardships, Freddie. The hardships. But uh, yeah, seriously though, you, you get you you get this moment of clarity, and you go, shit, I can do this, and it, it is very much day one, just sort of go, boom, there it is, um, <laughs> and then we all went out for food, and the Vigo situation happened. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you like to explain this one to somebody who isn't me Freddy the Vigo the Vigo I thought it was pizzas no pizzas yeah, was yeah it was it was, it was pizzas yeah, it was first pizza. time was it pizzas that night we ended up doing like a 45 yeah, hour yeah, day yeah, yeah. I thought that was Friday no no fuck mate you're you're drunk here like the first night was pizzas the only one who doesn't Se drink yeah that's true Se Se second night <laughs> second night we went out but anyway, so, yeah. the, the so best we part all... was no, but it's the story behind the pizzas because Nicholas. Yeah. Oh yes. Don't lose your head, Nicholas. Yes. Send me a B B celebrity. He is like, <laughs> I'll sort oh, you guys man. out, mate. Like me and Pontus, we're gonna go out and we'll buy all the fucking pizzas for you guys. It will be fucking awesome. Everyone gets pizzas. Then Nicholas comes in. He has no pizza. He's the one that you know drove and bought it and did it for everyone. But Peter. Didn't Peter take his pizza? No, 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 no. That was that Who was, was that wasn't Peter. It was that was Robin because Robin, Robin hadn't planned to be there that late, and basically he was like, "Well, if nobody's going to eat it, we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So sort, make sure you pay for it." And Nicholas, who's brought the pizzas back, has gone and been on. He's been on the phone for like twenty minutes, and we're literally. I, I do remember at least twice saying, "Right, is anybody not got a? Has anybody not got a pizza? Is everybody here?" And general consent from the room, and then it was like, "Okay, great." And then Nicholas walks in and goes, "Where's my pizza?" And it's like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <Did you> have... <laughs> what was it? A meat lovers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> it, might, it might have left the building with someone else. <laughs> it may have left the building, but to be fair, but, but thanks we for going and getting all the pizzas for us. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, important to mention that we did say thank you. There and, were a lot of people you, who did say you thank you. And you cooked him dinner. 
and he may have had a free set of barbecue ribs yes yeah for that but so, i know. don't know if I, I don't know if i asked you this when we were over there is it normal in sweden that when your pizza your takeaway pizza arrives they don't cut it yeah yeah it is it is normal it, but they don't, weird they don't they like use send, scissors to cut you it. a knife and fork or anything do they, they and i mean it, it was a bit of, it was a but, bit no, no, P- pizza in Sweden is like in Italy. They don't cut it, and you're supposed to use your cutlery. But we didn't have any cutlery. Well, we ate it like men. That, we that, ate it like the real. That's our fault. But look, that's good. No, it's good. This is all. This is all uh, like a fucking pigami yeah. or whatever it's called. Now, 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 Matt I'm trying fair. to, try to, you know, whatever, whatever you did, Matt. <laughs> it's fucking disintegrated. I tried to polish like fucking with my hands. Uh, the was a man's man. He, he yeah, was. He Pod- was just. Pod- Pod- sorted that shit out. He has folded it like fucking origami, yeah. and yeah. he has ate it all. And Matt was just a mess. Yeah, yeah. It was. You <laughs> were trying to be polite and British, Matt. It wasn't working. I know. I know. I, well, my my hands ended up like paws. I think just. <laughs> He's hitting it. Yeah, <laughs> cultural, like, one uh, of the many uh, cultural exchanges that were had over the weekend is how to eat yeah. pizza yeah. the M- Swedish M- way sat there looking at each other in complete disbelief as if to say and in fact Mark was as well so the other Englishman that was there I think we were all just like what the fuck is this all about do, do you guys not have any manners so, yes we do savages Cutlery. mate savages mate that's what it's all about you just go full viking <laughs> once you go viking <laughs> you never eat pizza again you never eat pizza the same way yeah, quite. But it was, uh, yeah. So, so day one was rather awesome. Um, day two, then, uh, Henry. T- day two. Tell us about day two, man. So day two. Um, so day two is a lot more uh, focused around non-airbrushing skills, really. Um, obviously, a, b- a big thing about the tank course or or the foundation course, whatever you want to call it, um, is it is an introduction into airbrushing but there's a lot more to it than that you know it's, it's looking at an airbrush as part of a toolbox um and day two tends to be a lot more focused on using your other tools using different mediums oil paintings um you know normal hairy brushes things like that um and it's a good chance to make all those really pretty pretty little rhinos um nice and filthy oh yes um, and and it's a lot of fun because um, some people love it and other people are a little bit precious and a bit worried about scratching or denting their their lovely shiny new box. I just uh, made it all shiny. I don't want to make it yeah. dirty. Ooh, look what happens uh, when you put dirt on it. It's good fun, you know, and it's it's nice to see people, you know, people who perhaps haven't necessarily enjoyed day one as much as the guy next to them end up enjoying day two way more. You know, we we cover we cover an awful lot of techniques, so generally there is. There's plenty in there for everyone, kind of thing. Um, and it's also Henry great. Henry and I take particular delight in uh, choosing the most precious of, of all the rhinos and then completely covering it in in oils and dirt. In fact, I think it was Freddy's that I did some of the oils on. Well, it might have been Linus's. Where no, it was Linus. Poor white guy. Yeah, and, and, it was and, Linus's, and, and, and you did it on my, my, mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both, both you like oh, what are you doing in my tank man? after I'm splodging oil blobs all over it there was Jesus Christ Ooh, what was okay. that 
That, that... I almost uh, I almost dropped the uh, Anvilus Dreadclaw on into my beer. <laughs> the, the beer for the beer god. But no, but Matt, you you are right, mate. It, it is that moment of absolute preciousness of don't don't look what I've achieved. Look at the level I achieved. Oh wait, you just painted it. Oh, that looks pretty. <laughs> it's again, it's that whole confidence thing, man. It is that whole absolute confidence thing. It's just like bam. Look how awesome it is. Yeah. Uh, one person once said to me when I was in that sort of situation of complete and utter disbelief I was painting uh, Ferris Manus's flesh for Fordrod actually at the time and uh, he, he said use green and I was like you what he said, he said yeah yeah do this and this and this and I was like you're having a fucking giraffe I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is the first time I've been trusted to do one of these character series models and you're telling me to do this and he just said, said to me Matt how many golden demons have I like yeah, twelve, and he's like, right. Well, just fucking trust me then. Just <laughs> <So, laughs> fucking told. Hold <laughs> the fuck up. So, so that's kind of what I I I try to do in this class is is to uh, one of the things we always say is um, trust the process because yeah. all of these stages that we do we do it because we've got the experience of doing it, um, and we want you to realise that you can do it too. So, don't be afraid to try the things that we're we're telling you to do. Because if you if you are afraid and you do pussy out of it, you're never going to learn. Um, yeah. You know that's what you're coming on a course for. That is, and I have to say, it's very true. There is there is a fair degree of basically pull your manpon out, you know, warrior up a little bit and get on with it. And you know what? It is absolutely the right thing to do. And um, yeah. If <laughs> you really have to pull your finger out and get on with it, and it's it's absolutely it's just absolutely awesome when you do it. It really is. Um, so yeah, what the, okay then? Remind me, what the hell did we do at the end of the second night? Then where did we end up? Was that second was night? That the, was second that Vigos? Yeah, Vigos. Well, at least I got a tour of all the Vigos. But that was it. Yeah, only, <laughs> you guys only went to one Vigo, and then we had like what eight meters of beer. Mm-hmm. We tallied it up in a in a sauna. Well, well, some of us did. One of us <laughs> just ended up at the fucking bar, being on his Todd and not get, getting involved with the friends, and fucking cock blocking and working it out on the fucking the uh, the the waitresses and 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 barmaids and you know. Yeah. To be fair, it was it was the barmaid that painted Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, which was true. Bit, yeah. So, cool. so, so she would definitely have, you know, been interested in some sort, sort of like golden demon kind of person that has been you know, she winning to- painting she competition. To- she totally got it. It just unfortunately she she didn't get it from Matt. Um, <laughs> well, she didn't get it from you either. Even though hashtag you were working there. Yeah, I was. I was busy. I was busy. You know, she's a very nice lady. I'm looking forward to seeing hey. her again. Um, yeah, right. You think? Um, anyway, uh, we were, uh, we, yeah, so we, we basically, we, we made this fantastic plan of, uh, meeting up and, and going to, to one of the, one of the bars which we'd frequented the first night, and it's called Vigos. It, however, does turn out to be not one, not two, but three Vigos <sighs> in the city of Lund. Yes, it does. 
and trying to get around the uh, trying to get everybody together at the same time. Was, at the same um, fucking Vigos. Yeah, that too. At the same Vigos was uh, proved, proved to be a bit of a challenge, but it happened. And then we we set out to on on a quest to find the legendary eight meters of uh, well, I say eight meters. It was one meter of beer, which yep. turned into eight meters of beer, which turned into a, a perfection, absolute perfection, and and maybe. Maybe a slightly tired and potentially fragile Saturday morning. Yeah, well, it's it's all no, it was it's right. Freddie's fault. Freddie was the one like completely going bananas about these uh, these meters of beer. So we get in there, and Freddie goes and blows three hundred freaking pounds on beer. I want. I might want to put an edit note in there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife doesn't listen to this. It's oh, that's good. okay. Then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and, and he comes through with with all the beer, and then that and that is to be fair. Sorry, Matt, to interrupt. Three hundred pounds—that's almost four pints in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big round. That is a or, rather or large be round. More, more precise, that's what four meters of beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of beer. Then, then, but then, then, then fucking Bjorn went and bought another three meters, and Nicholas bought a meter. Yeah. It got a bit silly, but <laughs> most of it got drunk, from what I could tell. Yeah, uh, a lot of it by Eric. So Eric, <laughs> Eric the Dane, who um, who likes to go on about how he he doesn't get hung over and all the rest of it. So he he says this, and obviously that just comes down as a challenge. So there's about three quarters of a meter of beer left. And uh, we say, right, these are all yours, Eric. And he's like, no, no, I hate beer. I can't do this. I said, fucking fuck that, you pussy. You're having all of it now after you say something like that. So, uh, so yeah, he, he he ends up drinking most of it. He was he was looking away. Somebody took away his attention. I started grating pepper into his last uh, his last drink. Which he, he, he <laughs> absolute cunt. I, I, I think now might be the only time that he finds out about that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Re- revenge. That was a revenge for the way you were behaving, Jody. Mm. But because yeah. you weren't drinking, we had to take it out on Eric. Works for me. <laughs> Works for me. So, so Eric did end up drinking it, and uh, then uh, and then shortly after that, we we leave. Um, Eric's party get a little bit further ahead and then we bump into Eric getting a girl's phone number um, <laughs> and Matt at this point decides well I've been cock blocked so I'm going to try and do it to somebody else <laughs> yeah. yeah so I interrupted his, his, uh, his conversation but what will your girlfriend say and he starts laughing quite quite Sheepishly. <laughs> so did she, and and she still gave him his phone number. So I thought, wow, this is well, this is this is Sweden, Matt. Yeah, yeah, this is what all the women are like. Just uh, sign me up and live here now. Um, so so yeah. As long as you don't morning, get girlfriends. So. <laughs> the next morning, Eric doesn't have a hangover. We fucking failed. God damn it. Just gonna have to come back over here and keep going and try and get him drunk next time but to be fair I think I've worked out why he wasn't getting drunk I think it has something to do with the fact that he was drinking drinks with ice cubes and vegetables in them beforehand yeah yeah I think that has some some fair degree of effect on that I don't know what but I'm I'm going with that as a we we might have pre-started you know 
the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was a very it was a very fun evening. Uh, I for one fell into bed somewhere around three o'clock. On completely your sober. On my own. On my own. I'm I'm happy to do that. Oh, That's not a problem. <laughs> and, and that may have been Freddie's Freddie's voice breaking finally. No, no, um, that was that was Henry. That was Henry. My voice breaking. No, no, you're singing. Lovely. Oh, yeah, that was me. Lovely. That was lovely. Well, it's fair enough. It's well, ba- barely yeah. barely distinguishable between. We're often you know, mistaken for two of the Jackson Five when we're. Uh, no. <laughs> really are. I mean, it's 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 uncanny how much yeah. you look like members of the Jackson Five. It really yeah. is. Sound, sound like, sound like, really. That too. Yeah, that's useful. <laughs> you sound like it as well. It really helps. Um, but uh, yeah, we, it was it was a very good night. And then Saturday, Saturday was the day of rest because Ooh. it was needed. <laughs> it was very much needed. It was. Yeah, yeah I was the like, check at nine. You guys had done what, like? Nearly what fifteen twenty hours of of painting there. Yeah, so it's over between fifteen days. and twenty hours of painting, and you've done the same in instructing and general hand holding and boo boo fixing and stuff. Um, yeah. So everyone was blatantly a bit fucked. That middle that middle day is really it's really good. We didn't do it last year when we went to Oz. We just did the four days straight through, and we found that a little exhausting. So. People's people's brains must be must have been melting out of their ears. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and I think I think if you're gonna commit to coming on one of these things that's that's more than just a weekend, we wanted to make it more of a, you know, not an event, but you know what I mean, like something where you can actually one night you can let loose. It's about a the hobby. Bit, you know, not worry about what you've got to yeah. do. Get up in the morning. I've got to paint for eight hours. You know, well, you can just get out. I I really like it because basically the two days you so like you might talk to the guy next to you mm, or, mm. or like the guy across you well for me it was a guy across you but mostly the guy next to you but you're so fucking focused and trying to keep up with the steps yeah. and, 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 and like you fuck it up and you go back and you fix it and you look it and and then you shout either for you you henry or matt and like oh what what am I doing here? Is that right? Is that wrong? Like, what's going on? So you don't really socialize much mm, because you're no. so fucking 100% focused on what you're doing and you're trying to get it right. Like, you really you really put in 100% effort. Uh, so it's really good because then you get to meet the course because you only see them at lunchtime. It's like you could, you might as well work in a cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really good and, and it, it does like this whole like because then you can talk to people because you think that everyone else is fucking getting this and mm. everyone else is like way ahead of you. Uh, but well, once you actually sit down and talk to them on a Saturday, mm. like we did, you realize that everyone has you sort of the same experience that you were having. They're like, oh fuck, this is like amazing. Or I can't believe like I couldn't see the contrast and now it's contrast and like what the fuck is going on? Like the woo. They're like, oh, I'm not the only retard here. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fair to say that just from my point of view, it was very much day one and day two were, were they they were intense, but they seemed to get less. The atmosphere got less intense as people got into it. Yeah, and the banter picked up more. Um, definitely by day two, um, there was but a lot. Yeah, more. that is it's really it is really really important. I mean, like. 
you know on the courses you're getting people you know from from all sort of walks of life on in on the sort of hobby spectrum kind of thing um if people like me don't game very much those those painting weekends are like a, a tournament in that respect you know it's a chance to meet a wider community of nerds and just chill out and, and geek out about warhammer um and paint um you know so having encouraging that social aspect you know and and the venue was so good for that too um yeah i mean know. obviously obviously that was when you showed up of course what's this on the saturday on the saturday eventually yeah. eventually <laughs> henry Henry. Yeah, <laughs> because what well, you, you uh, this is not to be unfair. Henry was was doing something very legitimate, and you you were out being a tourist. I did. I was I was gingerly walking around the town for an hour or two, and then saying, uh, please don't shout, please don't shout. I don't understand yeah. what you're saying anyway. Um, and then uh, and then and then did a little did a little bicycling, um, and uh, yeah, just generally had a nice time and got and uh, got to Farm Shack in time to see. Some sweet games going on. I, I, I just missed, I think, Eric uh, taking someone's pants off, bending them over, and, and just ripping <laughs> all their toys off the table. Uh, Eric and Bjorn. Right. Er, 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 Eric and Bjorn needs to look at themselves in the yeah. mirror and rethink their fucking hobby life when it comes to gaming. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, to be fair, I did say I did. To be no, fair, no, no, it's not to, fair. I to, said to, bring the pain. I said bring the pain. Well, and well how come I was not in that fucking Facebook chat? That is so unfair. It was on the group. <laughs> it was on the group. I it don't was... have time to read the Do you know how fucking busy I am? You have to send it to me and tell me, like, I thought, like, the only PM I got, like, oh, we're going to have a friendly, nice game, like, blah, 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 on the Saturday. And I was it like, was. oh, fine, I'll bring something nice and fluffy. It oh, was okay. something nice and fluffy. It was me and but it was it was set up. It was going to be myself, myself and Pontus, <laughs> and then my own warriors, Ma- Pontus' things, and then Pontus' sons of Horus. <laughs> And then well, I had, to, I had to count the Jodies. Well, I'm sorry. I refuse to believe that my, my bunker was anything but fluffy. I mean, let's be fair. Eight iron habits with a mix of LAS cannons and missile launchers with flak missiles in a bunker in, an, in a bunker with two void shields and phosphex firing quad mortars on the balcony up top. Totally fluffy iron warriors. What? How is that even a problem? It's just totally fluffy. Wanker. Well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> how about fucking ten Volkite heavy heavy weapons in a fucking bunker with with a contempt and mortis with twin carries and a master of signals and a fucking armor dump and a fucking what are they called the freaking what are they like the interceptor thingy? What are they called again? Oh, the um, eight uh, augury uh, scanner. Eight scanner. Yeah. Doesn't that scream ultra art to you? Yeah. Yeah. That's like totally fluffy. <laughs> Didn't did Matt tell you he he based his whole army on the the orb the orbital on the augury scanner uh, in the Bastion? Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. It was on the, it was on the starport when that big ship smashed through it. That's the bit yeah. Matt always likes to recreate yeah. in his game. Yeah. Thank you very much. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I've got, I got you back, mate. I've got you back. I can always yeah, yeah. on you, Henry. <laughs> I, I, it, it felt really good when I had my 20 marauders. <laughs> <laughs> 20 black shield marauders taking yeah. it, you know. Hey, I, I had the same thing. I mean, my Typhon didn't even get a shot off. 
<laughs> like, just got completely so butchered. Bad, does it ever? It, it has done. I've fired it like three times in like 12 <laughs> games. Like, it, it is bad when my list is so super fluffy that even the opponent says, yeah, just trade out half of your list and get Angron in a Cryptus because, <laughs> because this Which game is not good. Yeah, um, I was like, okay, and I did. Well. How did that go for you, Freddie? I don't know. Just ask fucking uh, Eric and his yeah. list of how <laughs> how many flying fucking monstrous creatures and whatnot. <sighs> Mechanicum suck dick. Big cheesy donkey they dick. Are uh, horrific. Uh, the way that they just melted five red butchers and Angron with one in one team. shooting phase, and that, that was just like one squad. <laughs> There was one unit. It was like, oh yeah, do uh, 39 invulnerable saves. <laughs> oh, you didn't make it. Oh, I'm, I feel for you. Oh, but don't worry, this, you're this... doing the pains. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So now you make, <laughs> was... now you, you need to make 26 six pluses or, or anger instead. <laughs> That's right, mate. I'll, I'll just do that. <laughs> oh look, I failed. Yeah, and graviton. Look, and look, I made one. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was not fun. It was not easy. But I won't lie. I did. I did. I did. Honestly, say bring the pain, and it was a fun game. It was fun, and we did stream it on the uh, on the Rungeon Heresy podcast page. It was. Uh, it was rather awesome to do that. I was very happy we managed to get to do that, and um, yeah, it was it was a whole lot of fun. It really was. Um, I enjoyed it. We didn't get the whole get. We didn't get the whole game streamed because uh, my they, phone they didn't did need die. To see the end. They didn't need to see the end. It was so <laughs> no, uninteresting. It was, I, it was all I can say painful. that my my HQ was still alive. My one model was my fucking <laughs> Reaver Lord. Yeah, you had one model alive. I think I fit like four models. Well, that that's you know? that's fucking four hundred percent better than me, mate. Did Pontus have any? No. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah, on the left side, and he's he had a tech squad and two bikes left. In the tech squad, two bikes. Yeah, that that was basically the traitors got their asses handed to them, and even with and so he got can open. But we got can open. What, what a kind of fucking. Mechanicum unit, one turn, unloads, kill five red butchers, kill Angron in one shooting face. Yeah, Next turn, fucking kill horrors and five just there. <laughs> you were, what the fuck is going on? This is this is not okay. It was pretty shit. Something something is wrong here. But yeah. yeah. But then again, someone's real snake guys and fuck fuck our entire chances of even having a good game. Thank you, Jody. Really, that that was down to me, was it? That was down to All me. To do I was I, I was ordered for like I was turn. ordered to step in and save the Warmaster from taking a, a very heavily armored Magus in his ass, <laughs> and I did what I was told. I blame Kim. He was the one who uh, he was the one who said, "All you're going to do is roll two ones." I changed my dice, and I still rolled two ones. Yeah, I, but it, you, should have, you shouldn't have changed your dice. You should fucking stick to your guns. I always stick to my fucking guns. And look uh, what happens. Well, I, I'm I, I'm still sticking to my guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 uh, 
Yeah, that one. I I felt that fucking four-inch charge against those Daleks of Eric. (laughs) Something's wrong with Eric's miniatures. It's just that I don't know. One thing, one thing I do want to paint out, point, point, paint out, point out. However, very important. Because apart from us sitting here bullshitting and talking about what was going on. Two of uh, of the rhinos from the course made it onto the field of battle. Yeah, they did. And they rammed each other. And no, Freddy took so, control of your one. Rammed, which is why my it one, fucking sucks. Which was uh, uh, was actually uh, Morton's one. Hmm. And then uh, and Freddy took a whole point, and, and Morton's didn't. Okay. Yeah. However, what I was what I was going to before you obviously jumped up and down on my dreams there Sorry. was um. Just, so, hashtag sorry not sorry be honest yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> was uh, the fact that um, at the end of it all the two MKA tanks basically took one pole point off each other and stayed there and just didn't take any damage whatsoever nah, which they, they were immobile and shit mate Pretty what sure I'm trying more, to say more, is Freddie 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 remove foot from mouth all I'm trying to say is obviously if you go on this course your stuff becomes fucking better on the gaming surface because <laughs> it was painted and it survived just all the layers of varnish it gives it like fucking extra armour or something doesn't it? <laughs> layers yeah, that, that, that's a ceramite armour layers layers yeah. layers Mr. Metal layers now you have to go layers <laughs> <laughs> see and Freddy's voice is breaking again <laughs> But no, seriously, uh, it was it was a great time. And then after after a fair day of gaming, we had a really nice meal, and then we went and had our our evening's entertainment, which was um, enlightening and definitely entertaining, but very enlightening um, <laughs> about those who were to, who were there. And we we had a quiz. And Six cages. So, Yep, definitely. And I don't want to go too much into it because we did a live recording. So we will be putting out a um, a separate recording to this. So either you've heard it already or it will be coming out. Um, and there is a, uh, a recording of the quiz, which you guys at home can actually take part in because we go through each round of the quizzes. Apart from you can't take the same, you can't do it in time but there was the uh, the surprise build ter- build your terrain round which was generally fucking hilarious <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> just the attention to detail they came up with in the it space was, of 25 minutes that is better than the vast majority of terrain i've seen at events <laughs> yeah i mean it's up there with warhammer quality um, and we will uh, freddy i believe got some pictures of that for us I would uh, definitely, if I played at Warhammer World, I would 100% book out the full Grim Sex Dungeon table every yeah. time. We are copywriting that, by the way. So, Forge World, if we see this turn up before we've put it out, we, we, we will be seeing, sending some sort of cease and desist order. Mm. Cease and desist order. Just saying. You'll get there, mate. Yeah, cease and desist. That's the one <laughs> I was thinking go. for. There yeah, see, I made it. I knew what I was saying, eventually. Uh, I mean, yeah, we basically we we had a quiz night. It was hilarious. We drank beer. We generally had a good laugh, and uh, it it was so much fun. It was it was exactly what was needed after two days of um, yeah of having just absolute intensity of of learning, and it was a great way to take a breather. And uh, yeah, we. We, we sort of everybody rolled out. We, we actually maybe got a relatively decent night's sleep, 
and uh, we cracked on with uh, Sunday, which was day one of the infantry course. Mm-hmm. And Matt, do you want to sort of give us a give us an idea from the MKA point of view, sort of an overview of what what day one of the infantry course is all about? Sure. Um, so <clears throat> it's basically taking the skills that you've learnt and enhancing them to another level, learning different shapes um, and how light and colour work on something a lot smaller in scale and with in, uh, completely different surfaces to that of a flat tack. Um, so again, you do all your things like your your light sourcing, your pre-shading, your colour application. Um, we also go into things like edge highlighting, doing some battle damage. Um, yeah, uh, so a lot of theory intensive intensive as well, isn't it? Yeah, with, with, uh, yeah. With that one, I think. Because you you have to take people away from the comfort zone that they've just got themselves into, which is working on a large flat area, and now how to take the skills that you have learned and apply them in a much much smaller area. And actually, for me, it was really interesting to see um, the 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 difference between. When we teach the courses normally, um, and people have a period of time between doing their tanks course and the infantry course, because you have to do the tank course before you do any other courses with MKA, to doing it on a, a course where you do tanks followed almost immediately by infantry. The, uh, the, the I, I certainly noticed it on the course that people stepped up their skill level almost immediately, um, like. The, the, we, we got bombarded with a lot of questions and called in for a lot of assistance but pe- people really really adapted very very well and uh, and took to it like a duck to water actually and a, a lot better than what I was expecting everybody to do uh, so, so it was really cool um, and I think everybody grasped it really really well hmm. definitely agree with you on that and uh, I think it's fair to say that we had, uh, whilst we weren't, um, uh, we weren't so um, hyper, maybe. Well, there was definitely the focus, and it was definitely about getting your head down and going right. Where, what can I do? What, where can I push myself? And what can I, what can I do differently? And what can I learn? And again, without going into, because you know bottom line is and it needs to be very clear anybody who wants to sort of ask us those, those of us who are taking part of the course if you ask us how do you do this how do you do that there's going to be one very simple answer go on the course and learn because we can't teach you we're not teachers we, we went through 40 hours or around that of just intense learning you can't teach that yeah but it was you know you have to be taught but it was just, it was so amazing just to sort of sit down and write, how do I level up from here? How do I do, how do I take it? And how, you still find yourself back on that day one moment of, I've got an airbrush in my hand, I've just learned how to do something, but I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing with this. Because <laughs> it's just, like you say, it's such a different subject matter. And it's, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And for, funnily enough, it's funny you say that, because um, that's actually something that I look, for in the the instructors that I, 
I bring in to help with courses. Like, uh, obviously, when I first started NKA, it was just me. Then I rather quickly took him as well. But Andy was still learning the processes that I intended to use with MKA. Um, so I had to sort of teach him and develop him as as an instructor. And then exactly the same thing has happened with Henry when Henry had done loads and loads of our classes and then started developing Henry into the, into the instruction side of things. Being able to just sit and paint one thing, but being able to put it across to a class in a in a controlled uh, manner is is a completely different thing because if you if you can't keep a class entertained if you can't keep everybody's focus and attention for long periods of time uh, and and if you can't answer every single question that anybody's ever going to fire at you, you 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 can't teach people and where you like you've just said if people come up to you and say oh can can you teach us this well good luck because yeah not many people very can much do so. it not many people can very do much it. so and it's it's yeah. there's no way that it, it can't it, you can i just can't say it enough go on the course and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute but i think it's fair to say though at the end of um to at the end of uh <clears throat> excuse me at the end of uh, day day three stroke day one of infantry um, again a lot of people were having the same sort of uh, reactions that they were having on the end of day one it's wow look what I'm doing look how this now actually makes sense and look what we're doing there and one one thing for me um, and Freddie I don't know if you felt the same way is when although to be fair you just you just bossed it out like like any any other thing you've ever done but <laughs> a lot of people were going like shit 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 there's no way I'm going to finish five marines there's no way I'm going to deliver what was there and you guys made a real big point of that didn't you Matt yeah well that that is the thing we tell people to bring along five marines um but we really do stress the point that don't be disappointed if you don't finish the models like we, we start off painting five models and that, that is there so you can have the, the models to practice on because at the end of the day you're not painting something for your army necessarily you're painting um, and as the, the two days go on you start realising oh I'm not going to get all five finished so I want to three and try and get three finished then it'll go down to so some people with the colours to paint on, managed to get all five done. Uh, most people ended up with three, and then some people, some certain individuals, ended up with one model um, because they were really, really focusing on learning those techniques that they they weren't fussed whatsoever about getting finished finished model from it, but actually perfecting the techniques that we were teaching, and that that is a really, really good good and very important thing that we always try to stress that it doesn't matter if you make mistakes that's what we're here to do we're here to help you realize the mistakes and learn from them because we can teach you the techniques but then after after the course is finished that's when you go away and perfect the techniques yeah for sure for sure i mean there's you know guys are doing that at the moment you know with uh we we've I'll just on a sort of note we've we've kept the group together that on on Facebook that we put together for the event and we're all sort of going through there and um, 
Henry, there's a real, real benefit for being part of this course as well after the course, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, <clears throat> when you come on the course, as soon as you've been on one, you then have access to a, a Facebook, a closed Facebook group. And we use Facebook simply because 99% of people are on it. And it seems particularly 30K, which, which isn't the sole focus of, of the, the courses we do, but it brings in a large amount of people to it. Um, Facebook seems to be the place a lot of people hang out for it. Um, and we have a, a student support page on there. And it's, it's literally as it sounds. It's, it's anyone who's ever been on the course um, has constant sort of effectively 24-hour access to everyone else who's ever been on the course, plus the instructors, um, which now sort of the whole international thing's happened. You know, you, you, you wake up in the morning, you look on there, and there's umpteen more threads because the Aussies have been on or the, you know, or, or you know, the, the, the guys have been on. So it's um, it's a lot of fun, and, and it is very much... Uh, it's not there to compete with you know all these 30k pages and pages you've got it's specifically there for if you've forgotten something or you did on the course and you want to ask we'll chuck a chuck your question up on there and someone will jump in and answer it um but i think i think you guys having your little additional page for the sweden events a really nice idea as well because you know hopefully from it you know you it's grown the community or, or, or if it hasn't grown it's certainly hopefully strengthened the community you guys have got over there um which is sweet because it seems pretty strong already if i'm honest um so yeah it's it's very special and it is, i would say it's, it is a very strong scene to be fair i mean we it is called the, the bastion of the 30k for a reason but yeah seriously it, it's just it, I, I just want to get across to everybody just how how much of a difference those things make to us as uh gamers people have been on the courses now clearly to say we've been on the course and it's not like a lot of things that you will find in i don't want to go big and all do in life but in, in just in the sort of learning the way the way sort of things are taught that you kind of get taught and then left to it there's that follow-up support there's further opportunities that i mean you guys matt the, just just we'll, we'll go on to the last day in a minute but there's a lot of other it's not just the, the tanks and the infantry the courses that you do there's there's so much more that you guys do. I mean, can you just sort of give us a, a sort of an overview on some of the st- some of the other courses that you do? Uh, yeah, so we we do eight courses in total. Well, at the moment we run eight different courses, but um, we we constantly look to evolve and go on and, and teach other things. If other people want to learn other things, then we certainly try to accommodate that and, and help uh, people out when they want to do it. If they large group of people are inspired by one thing then we'll try and do something to help you all uh, but we we do things uh, we do the foundation tanks the foundation infantry the foundation rush then we do the advanced infantry um, the advanced brush techniques we do the flyers course um, we do the non-metal metallics and true metal metallics uh, volumes course is that more? Is uh, that Oh yeah, yeah. We do a, a an advanced scenic basing course um, for doing like your, your display display models. Um, Which uh, we're looking dis- looking to bring Morton on board for that actually after the uh, <laughs> what, what quality work that was. Yeah, on that, that one, Marie. <laughs> that was it, and and we will be putting up a, I will be putting up a gallery of uh, the the finished works from everyone 
on our uh, Facebook page, podcast Facebook page, when it, when the episode drops. Uh, but it has to be said, Morton did take it to a whole new level. Oh, it was amazing. It, it was amazing. It was mind-blowing. <laughs> if, yeah, uh, I mean... if he'd have done what I'd have told him to do, do the, uh, the red bolt gun casing as well, oh, it would have just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have been asking him to put it in the cabinet of Warhammer World oh, they what they'd have been they, doing. They I, th- I, I think he actually let himself down there by not really <coughs> See, following seems through. Seems like but... we we have a, a fucking song here for for the next break. Back in the eighties. <laughs> 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 oh, oh yes, we do. Um, so that's that's set. But uh, yeah, so I mean, just overall, absolutely awesome, absolutely worthwhile doing. Um, Day four, or the last day of the infantry course. Take us through that one, Henry, and just sort of give us a give give our listeners sort of an idea of what what um, sort of rounds out the course there. To be honest, it, it's it's not dissimilar to the to the second day of the tank course. You know, we we will we look at all the different applications you can put on the infantry model that will make it look like it's not just a piece of plastic that you've painted. You know, the the idea is that I think a lot of people like the the style that that Matt did at Forge World when he was there that was was predominantly on the 30k stuff that more sort of military modeling style of painting um you know and that's evolved where you know we bring it like when Andy got involved and, and Matt's paintings changed a little bit as well but I think generally what a lot of people come on the course wanting to do is is have that slightly more quote-unquote realistic style to the model um, so the, the whole, you know, aim of the second day is is to make it look like a scaled down version of this enormous eight foot Superman, you know. Um, so again, mainly brushwork. Uh, we use the airbrush possibly even more sparingly on infantry than we do on on the tank. Um, and a lot is just many many small stages that you can work through um, that over over the day all of a sudden your things will start to click um and you see a few people like freddie who with with about an hour to go sort of suddenly go fuck i, I <coughs> five five marines done here fuck 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 and then uh, everything's, not, everything's I'm very not quiet talk, you know I'm on day talk two. to any person ever again yeah. <laughs> until i get this done <laughs> it's that's probably one of the most noticeable things actually about about day two on on infantry is, is how quiet it can be um because people are really concentrating um and uh yeah it's good fun yeah. it is all die all eyes down for a full house really isn't mm. it mm. and it was uh it was so good i mean just the results at the end of it were just awesome fantastic uh, yeah yeah so so proud to have been part of the uh, bringing that to bringing that out to Sweden and bringing you guys out and just making it making it happen so yeah well it was, it was awesome. down to you two wasn't it you know that's that's why we're out there yeah mm. and it's, that that was it basically I mean that was that was why we did it uh, we need to get it out there it happened in balls and we're going to do it again at mm. some point soon we're going to work again. a way out of making it happen because it just has to um, otherwise we're not doing it right <laughs> so um, yeah we are going to make that happen uh, which I think is the the next thing to say is that you know there is a very strong plan to uh, to bring MKA back out again. Uh, we're talking about early 2018 in uh, around the same time, um, and I think now that we're at the level where we've got a a group that have done a core amount of work, 
um, and done the foundational courses that we'll be looking at the potential of bringing out more um, advanced uh, courses uh, seeing what we can make happen and you know obviously we don't want to let that it's not never going to be just for the select few who have already done it we want to make sure that everybody else gets out there as well so we'll be looking at the um, getting the, the bakes as well so, yeah it's it's a good point like you, you you've used a few words there to describe it it's something we we've, we've struggled with a little bit when it's come to actually naming the bosses we we don't want to use words like beginner or basic or, or foundation or whatever like that you know we we've got people coming on the first on the tank course that are that are award winners already and we've got people coming on them that have literally never opened an airbrush or potentially we've had a handful actually yeah a good handful that have never even painted a miniature before um so it's you know it's worth saying that when we talk about basing and advanced we simply mean the course that you come on where we can then be confident you are familiar with the terminologies we're going to use we are confident that that you can uh, achieve things in certain time scales if we ask you to um and then we're able to go anywhere we want really with with, with whatever people want to paint um so yeah when we come back we certainly won't be neglecting bringing in the next the next wave as it were but equally we'll be we'll be bringing something new over for the guys that have done it this year yeah and i think it's it's uh i mean you hear me mention it you'll hear me mention it several times during other recordings and other stuff that we're doing but it's really important to mention that this is never just your only opportunity to get involved if you are here um in sweden if you are wherever you are around the world you guys have effectively have a home base and you run courses on a re relatively regular basis and there's a there's kind of a big one coming up very soon am i right there matt which uh yeah in june we've got yeah. our U uk hobby camp which is uh, incon games in cheltenham um where people that have never done our courses before get to do the tanks and infantry uh with a day of gaming in the middle um where we're going to have structured gaming henry's going to be running a hobby bar um for anybody that isn't necessarily going to be playing in the games but wants in more hobby as well um and he'll probably be drinking all day long because um yeah it's uh it's, it's going to be exactly the same thing as what we've just done in sweden but it's going to be in the uk um and guys that have done our courses before uh will get to do uh our secondary course which i won't go into details with because people get confused and want to come try and do that one but actually they can't because they need to do the tanks uh but yeah it's gonna be absolutely fantastic uh event in the uk again um and we're looking forward to getting exhausted and tired out again <laughs> <laughs> you kind of need a vacation after uh after being over for the being over for this every time we do the course it's like yeah it's done it's awesome now i need a week off <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's exciting as well. So a new, you know, another new venue we're going to. Um, with so many new venues this year, it's been cool. You know, we've we've been out to you guys. Uh, I'm up in Scotland next month in May, Rington course. Um, up at Common Ground Games up there. Then we've got the Incom in June. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's really fun. You know, trying to make it as accessible as possible for people, but also from a selfish point of view, it's it's kind of fun for us getting to meet and travel a little bit and uh, you know see, see different communities spread the whole battle mm. it was 
it was it, it's hard not to it's not hard to sound like fanboying here but it was so worth the, the money it was so worth the time it was just totally worth the, the investment that and it was it was an investment for everyone to take part but the actual payoff from that is not just the models that we put out at the end of the course it's what the models that we put out from now on and where we want to take things and i know for example i i really want to um I, i'm i'm going to redo my entire arm iron warriors army but it now makes me want to add things to that army and it's really making me think about what i can do in the future with different um different options you know different different painting things to Ooh. try and do something you know just to challenge myself and uh, we were talking off air beforehand and as i sort of said that uh you know if i was to do it over again you know if it didn't touch an airbrush between now and next year and decided well i can't really go on the advanced stuff i need to refresh then i'd and do go back and do the the tanks and the infantry course but i would put challenge myself to do something different like a a flat flat color um legion for let's say the sons of horus for example or um, and then made challenge myself to do one of the brighter, more candy-coloured legions like the Alpha Legion because good God, the Alpha Legion stuff looks fucking beautiful. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I hate uh, you, Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> Emery was just oh, and and again, this is another thing. It's just the how the effort people were putting in on the course itself. I mean, I'd like to say. I'd like to say everybody got into it. You know, there's always going to be the case where I think that doesn't work all the time because people are people. But um, fair shout to Emery. I mean, his stuff missing, he powered through, and not only did he get his Marines done, he actually got his Rhino completed in between doing mm -hmm. all the stuff on the mm -hmm. on the infantry course. And you know, oh man, it was just it just it goes to show the sort of what what people thought about it and what they were willing to do and how much work they were willing to put into it and i think that's just such a such an indication of what the course is worth to people hmm. yeah and, definitely and it's just it's awesome and I, I really really can't wait to bring you guys back uh, yeah and it, it, it's like the thing is you, you learn so many different skills like I'm not going to go all out like uh, Jody and uh, repaint my entire armies that I have, like my my Raven Guards, my World Leaders, my Death Guard, my and so on and so on, and my Emperor's <laughs> Children. Emperor's Children that I have. I, well, I painted all my armies myself except my Emperor's Children. But the thing is, like you learn so much and just uh, you know doing the basic colors and stuff. It's it's like the weathering and and just tying the army to be like the battle damage, just chipping, the highlighting and stuff. And that's part is I can look at my armor and it's like, well, I painted that to a decent standard with my brush, like my world leaders, but I've never ever tried weathering because I've always been scared like I'm going to overdo it or I'm going to fuck it up or whatever. It's like, ah, it's going to keep it basic and simple. Sort of like, you know, day one when we finished infantry, that's mm. basically what all my armies looks like. You know, the world leaders have splotched a little bit of blood. That's like how adventurous I've gone. But, like, if I tie on some of that, you know, dusting effects and, you know, the streaking of oils and shit, mm. like, they're going to look fucking amazing because I don't, like, I'm, I don't think that I've done a terrible job with my brush. I can sort of add that extra on and it's going to look, you know, ten times so much better. Mm. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair, you've already uh, already started that with your, 
with the with your Empress Children stuff with uh, just adding some yeah. decals. Yeah, I've already started experimenting with decals, like I'm like a bit over the top and starting to tie it together. And then and and the thing is, like when I put the decals on, uh, like the extra decals on my Empress Children, which was like a commission job, I'm already picturing in my head how I want to do the chipping. Mm. You know, so so it's already taking all my stuff to another level, and mm. and, and suddenly I realized that all my armies that I thought that I had finished, they're not finished. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm totally with you with them. It's like I thought I was done. I thought I could do this. And then you sort of go, no, there's no way I'm going to put this out now. <laughs> so you just want to, you know, in, like I said in my case, I'm I'm literally going to start batch painting my army, yeah. um, and uh, then uh, sort of replacing like my... things as I go along. And the sad part is, like, my, my my core World Eater army back in the day, like, I won Best Painted for that way, way back. And I'm still thinking, like, I can do even better now. Like, I I, I can take that same army and I'm just going to sit in my shed and I'm just going to, like, do all these weathering effects on it and it's going to look even better, <laughs> you know. Just going to make Wait. it come to life. Yeah. And it is just that. It's just so, it's so awesome, man. It's so awesome. I need to stop more buying more instruments, but I can't help myself because <laughs> I, I need to go back and fix all my old ones. I've just spent a large amount of time buying buying protection for my miniatures for when I start painting them. Um, I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to find a, a, a freaking iron circle sized foam tray or some sort of protection. It's getting proving to be a bit Magnetic frustrating. I've told you about this before. You stick a fucking great magnet under it and you put it on the bonnet of your car. Put it on the bonnet of the spot. Yeah, the spot, and you have it like like the what's that roller one called? Not the flying lady, something. You know. Oh, it is the wing the the wing lady. Yeah, wherever. She, well, yeah. You, but yours is gonna be a brutal, destructive <laughs> murder bot. You know. Because my my Toyota Starlet, which is. Can, like you, one... can you imagine, right? How piss scared someone would be if you just rocked up to a tournament, right? You got a bit of metallic or something blaring out the window. Pull a little handbrake turn as you come into the car park, get out, slam the door, and just rip your iron circle off the bonnet and walk in. It, mate, you'd be, be amazing. Got to jump out, jump out the assault ramp and just yeah. uh, nail be it incredible. from there. Be incredible. Yeah. You, you'd be, you'd be, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Or you could go to a case and get get one of the uh, the Hermes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably a good idea. Well. Figure cases, which uh, which I use. Which which one would that be, Matt? You're gonna have to tell us that one again. Which one is it? Uh, the A case, uh, they they do two different patterns. They've just kickstarted um, one, and they're uh, they do a second case, which is the Hermes. Um, so they got the Victory pattern and they got the Hermes pattern, and they're they're absolutely incredible. I wouldn't, I, I won't ever use another figure case um, because I can use them. The models never ever touch another model um, because. They're all on this case. They're not pressed against any foam, so you know, weapons bending and breaking. It's it's brilliant. I'll never ever use another case ever again. And it's totally totally worth looking after your models once you've painted them, <laughs> given all the love that you've you've put into them. You just have to uh, have yeah. to do something like that. You have to look after them. Yeah, I have so so everything from back like the first ever Citadel figure case to all kind of fancy stuff. And the the things that I really like is like I used to have magnets from my like Fields of Glory, you know, ancient mm. shit because you got mm. those magnets. And I had them in my toolbox, but you can't fucking travel on planes with toolboxes <laughs> full of magic, Ma- magic, yeah, magic. 
Magnets. <laughs> I'm getting tired. Uh, but, you know, but I like the whole concept. So I definitely have to look into that. Because for yeah. traveling purposes, it's, it's the it or is. you just just build a custodes army and you can keep them in your pocket, right? Is anything like that? Yeah, that's true. Like I, I used to do my Flames of War World Army. There's a five tigers, you know, that's an army. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger tank. So good. So basically, yeah, low model count or get a decent, decent carrying system, which is uh, what is what it's all about. Um, really want to do that, but it's 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 so worth it, and it's just. Oh, just oh, you've got to come and do it guys you've got to come and do it next time we do one of these you you know if you're listening to this and going shut up make it happen we are going to make it happen um, we're going to be talking to these gentlemen about getting them up back yeah. over making it happen and making it fucking awesome and um, yeah Definitely, they, like, if, if we can push it twice a year or whatnot like one in Stockholm mm-hmm. one in Lund we'll do that yeah, yeah we'll, 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 we'll make we it happen and uh, let, let's be fair, you, they've already, uh, you, you guys have been inspiring us into other things which will show up in our painting, com- you know, potential painting competitions and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be fun. It's all just going to be about pushing the hobby. And the heresy it, has just started. It, it, the mm-hmm. heresy is only, only growing from here. Um, and that's going to be just superb. Um, so yeah, Freddie. I mean, have you got any sort of sort of final thoughts for the for the gents here before we sort of wrap it up? Well, uh, I got to play against Matt and his Jeez. Know, best bastion of fucking coffee <laughs> <laughs> or molded French cheese. And uh, but I never got to roll dice against Henry. I'm fucking disappointed, mate. Yeah, we can oh, make no. that happen, Henry. All right, I've already. I promised. Uh, Kim, that I will get at least a thousand point Zone Mortalis thing to bring over uh, later in the year, so there'll be at least something coming. We will make yeah. that happen. We will make Better that happen. Better be. Better be. <laughs> yeah, there, you. Yeah, you've been threatened by by Freddy. Or, yeah. Or, or or you just bring three thousand five hundred points to Scandus. Well, it sounds like you've got all the armies, so I just I just take one of your armies, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, I, I most of us do. You can borrow. Yeah, but it re- it, it requires MKA lab though. As soon as yeah, it's fine. You, po- you post you post it, it over. I'll you, weather it all it up. Means that you have to, yeah, yeah, you have to weather it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fair. See, see, there we are. Job done. Everybody's everybody's sorted. And uh, Matt, I lock, lock you in the basement and like, oh, like you come here a week before the tournament. Ooh, gosh, a bonus. You, lock, yeah, I lock you in there like in your little gym suit. You're not allowed to leave until you weather full, it all. Full crystal painting style, I like yeah. it. Very Empress <laughs> children. Uh, it's it's with all with about the cages, sandwich. isn't it? Mm. It's all it's all about cages. Yeah. For asses <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Matt and Henry, any sort of last thoughts before we sort of wrap this up and uh, head on out? Uh, uh, I'd like to say thank you for, for hosting us. Um, and uh, um, well done to everybody that came along, and I really look forward to seeing you all again. Yeah, it's gonna it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It has to happen. Yeah, it has to happen. <laughs> I've kind of promised people now we have to be have to live up to our word. Um, what? Oh, God Almighty! Um, yep. Yeah, so we will we will make it happen. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm trying currently trying to upload photos 
to the to the group as we speak and Facebook is being useless as always but I'll make it happen and then or things will be awesome and uh, cool. yeah thank you very much guys we we had a great time we can't wait to do it again it's going to be awesome and uh, we have to uh, we have to make it happen as soon as possible so uh, yeah I think it's about time then that we we sort of head on out to a tune God knows what, how much 80s hair metal we're going to be having in, in oh. anything spot not uh, enough probably not uh, enough true. like people have to do air guitars bang their heads and fucking mm. grab their coaches their hair around yes. Yeah, oh, so good, Freddie. You just, you just, you, it's just Nirvana for you, isn't it? You need to blow your hair dryer, so you, or put your head in front of a fan. I know so that, that's just like that's why out. I thought we were meant to bri- bring our hair dryers to us. Yeah, yeah, but everybody well, it, kept tripping the power. <laughs> well, that was the just... fucking. That was where we brought those fucking bright red probably you know manufactured 1963 hair dryers <laughs> hey. had, had enough, enough like fucking was like 12,000 oh yeah the absolutely the absolutely massive amount of wattage that was going through those things was <laughs> uh, was impressive but that that's for another time that's for another story um we had a great time and thank you very much guys for coming on out and i think it's about time now that we head on out from this segment we come back we play out with a tune we're going to come back with a wrap up um, but once again filthy first and only standing strong bringing the hobby for uh, for 30k here in Sweden and thank you very much Matt and Henry for uh, for coming out here and making it just such a fucking awesome time and you know next time no cock blocking general, general awesomeness and we'll have a great time so uh, yeah we're going to head on out to a tune I'm going to stop rambling I'm going to head out to a tune and we will be back after this for our wrap up tonight I'm going to have myself a real good time I feel alive
Thanks again to Matt and Henry and to all the members of the Filthy First and Only for making a fantastic event at the MKA Boot Camp. Again, like I said in the intro, we'll be doing something uh, similar again next year with MKA, making it awesome. We'll see what else we can get organised. So when you see all the armies drop, when you see all the pictures, you think, oh man, I wish I could have got there. Well, you're going to get another chance. So make it count and make it happen because it was absolutely brilliant. If nothing else, and just with the, uh, the hanging out in a room, throwing shit back and forth. Uh, not literal shit, of course. Um, and uh, unless you're mixing fun. paints with me, but it's true. Me. But you do have you, you do have that Serena D'Angelo's uh, method down. Yeah, so yeah. you know, nobody's really going to argue with that with you on that one, Freddie. So it's all good. That's true. But you know, I, I have to say, I, I already have hopped about it heaps of time. But it is one of the best. Hope- hobby investments I've ever done so I can't disagree I can't disagree I can't agree more with you on that man it is absolutely absolutely worth been worth the money even if la, it was la, your la, money sorry should we should we twist knife in a little bit more Chris is there more important stuff <laughs> like the night raffle yeah good point good segue so no, that's because it's kind of important actually Freddie isn't it and let's be yeah, fair yeah, with yeah, with all is. the fantastic skills that we learnt at the MKA course <clears throat> sorry uh, Chris <laughs> we are now going to well, uh, as most people know, uh, as I said in previous episodes, most people know I raffled, or we raffled off uh, a Warlord Titan uh, last year for raising funds uh, against the fight against Duchenne, muscular dystrophy. And this year we're trying to raise the bar yet again and trying to get more money for research. And instead of just raffling off another Warlord Titan, we thought about, well, you know, let's do something bigger, better, and let's have more than just one winner. So we're raffling off three full night houses. Um, like not just one, not just two, but three full night houses. Let uh, that sink in for a second, guys. Uh, uh, let's think about that. So the total dollar value for this is obviously each night house would be more expensive than one warlord. So, and like seriously, who? doesn't need a full night house with all so night house is going to consist of all the different knights that forge world has ever released and that's including the different upgrades for the i think it's two correct me if i'm wrong here there's two different mechanicum only knights that uses the plastic one to start yeah, with the, the Magyar and Terex. yeah yep and there is what like three different different uh, Serestus Knights four. Cat, four. Four? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, four of them <laughs> so it's Oops. four down to six Knights already then there's the plastic uh, GW Knight that, that you can kind of build into what is it like four different Knights right 
so that's going to come. Is, yeah. yeah, so that's going to come fully magnetized. So you can either do uh, the Paladin or what's the name of the Paladin. Uh, it's the Paladin, the Errant, the Warden, and Talent. thank you very and much. Errant. Yeah, there we go. See, uh, and then obviously it's everyone's favorite, the crazy dude that does the vortex thing. <laughs> Mega oh, death, the mega beam, the Atropos, mega beam of death, and Atropos. then, and then to you know, to cream it all off, creme de la creme, it is probably the biggest motherfucking badass knight, which is roughly the size of a fucking Warhound Titan. Yep. Which has all the last cannons and like an inbuilt missile rack because who doesn't need like an inbuilt mega missile rack into their shoulder or whatever back. Pimping and easy, man. You know, sometimes yeah, no, it's like, got to roll out. Whenever you get tired of shooting all those mega last beams, you need to, you know, spread some sprinkles of missiles. And the name of that is what, Chris? Hmm? Huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> I actually missed, I actually phased out. I'm so sorry for that. The, the Chris, the level of professionalism is just disgusting. It's absolutely useless. I'm it's, currently it's, removing white glue mix out of my palette. Okay. okay. Not out, out of your pubic hair, I hope. No, I don't He's put glue. The, I don't put most, glue on well, stuff. Most people aren't like you, Freddy. We don't glue yeah, ourselves cause, to cause ourselves. Because usually, usually that's my, my main problem. And yeah, and it's glue. usually super glue in your your case. Yeah, the Pufferon. Pufferon. So, moving away from... Glue. Glue. So that, that you said we were a PG the... podcast in the intro. What the hell, man? Yeah, well, yeah pro glue podcast. Yeah, pro glue. <coughs> the thing you can't live with super glue isn't worth fucking living. That's for sure. Uh, did, you, did you just uh, fall fall off the face of the earth, basically? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so. right. Anyway, moving uh, on. So why are you gathering your wits there? So, and that's that is what's containing one night house, and we're gonna raffle out three of them, and we're gonna have our good friend from Gino Five Two, Stuart, who is also happens to be a commission painter for what commission painting service, Chris? Miniature Realm Studio. I'm gonna jump in oh, on this one. Yeah. Miniature Realm Studio. I was just gonna check that he was finished with his glue thing. <laughs> yeah, but he he stepped up. You know, yeah. give him a break. Uh, who's gonna be all? nice and help us out and paint one fully night house and uh, yours truly and mr j are going to paint one night house each using utilizing all our mka skills and uh, having the mka boys make it into perfection hashtag oh yes hashtag perfection hashtag perfection so it's definitely going to be something out of this world like we're gonna we're gonna fucking put some love and effort into these night houses it's gonna look so stunningly and we're going to raffle them out just like we did last year uh, on Scandus. All the knights will be there. They, they will be there and they will be played the night before we raffle them out. Our big, massive night joust event. So that's going to be what? How many knights did it come up to? It's going to be? Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Like 27 or something. All in. Something, yeah. Sorry, some, yeah, 25, 27. Some, some ridiculous number of knights that we're going to be raffling oh, off. So if someone owns about... Three and a half thousand guardsmen. We can put them on the other side. Yeah. Or, and play or like, rules. Or like ninety <laughs> ninety thousand inductive levies. Yeah. Yeah, but you could just charge with them. 
That's true. They get stroke first as well. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it is. Ha- hashtag. Uh, what was that hashtag that someone put down? Hashtag. Uh, first edition rules. Or yeah. Ha- hashtag uh, horror series first edition. First end rules. It's also, starting already. It's also, starting. if if you want to <laughs> see some examples of uh, Stuart's work, there's a an army that Freddy owns that they could mm-hmm. pro- probably show up and, and as it has shown off as well. And also, if you want to see other works, uh, even on big other things, uh, go to his uh, both the Genophile Two podcast podcast page and his own uh, commission painting page. And then you have a look at the awesome stuff he's done. Most of the things are linked through the Genophile too. So if you already listen to those boys, if you don't listen to them, if you do, well, then you know what I'm talking about. So no more information needed. And the raffle is going to be the same as last year. It's going to be $35 uh, US, uh, dollar, not the dollar due, but the, the US Trump kind. And uh, th- yeah, uh, $35 will give you one raffle ticket. Uh, and each increment of $35 will give you, obviously, another one. So you can donate as much as you want, when you want, how you want. Like, just follow the link that we have on our uh, webpage. Follow the links that all the other podcasters put on their show notes and on their webpages and all the other forums. There, there should be plenty around there to find the link for actual raffle. For more information, you can actually see exactly where your raffle money goes to. If you want to look up, it's the parental project and... They're sponsoring different types of research against muscular dystrophy. And we'll probably have a, a special a bit further on about the actual raffle and go through a bit more you know, details and what happened with the last raffle. We'll have Cole on, which is the guy that luckily bought one raffle ticket and won the fucking Warlord. And yep. he can talk about like why why he supported raffle, what happened, how he won his Titan. And, you know, he, and he's promised to give us like a fully full-on battle rep when he takes his warlord for the first time into battle yeah it's just gotta it's just gonna start walking on its own now he, he's been feeding it it's it's start, it's you know it's now potty trained he's just got to buy a car yeah. seat and make sure it can it can walk on its own and then he's he's happy yeah. to take it into battle well he just needs to graduate from the fucking police academy and then he can actually war game once instead of being yeah. busy busy all the time why, yeah, why, uh, why, why protect and serve when you can be playing games, you know? Yeah, when you can annihilate your opponents with a warlord. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> Straight friends <laughs> along the way. It's all uh, you need in life. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely do like a, a more raffle special the closer we get to it. It's, it's pretty early now, but get in there, get your raffle tickets, keep donating. You can donate all the way up until, you know, the minute before the raffle. Uh, to be fair, if you just want to donate money, you can do it after the raffle, right? Yeah, that's but true. If you want inter- in, in the raffle, you need to donate before a certain time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, you, you can always donate, like if you're part of the raffle and you just donate because it's a good, massive, great course, and I, I can't hop on about it enough, seeing as it's kind of personal to me. But, you know, if you just want to donate, like we had that last year, heaps of like uh, gaming clubs and stuff, uh, organized game days where people just paid to rock up and play like games it, it, some place people didn't even play for seriously they played flames of wars they had like a blood bowl tournament where the entry fee was like ten dollars and then they took all the entry fees and they donated in one go and they didn't care about the raffle they just wanted to you know do something great for for you know a good charity and they just feel like not just part of the horse heresy community they're part of the wargaming community so you know yeah. 
Exactly. You can do that. There's, there's, there's like no caveats. Just get in there, get behind something good. Like and I know. The, I, sorry, go on, Freddy. Yeah, all, all the charity work like we do with the like the guys at MKA do with the soldier on and and all that stuff and like the Fail Boys did for for that custom bike and like I, I just love how how like it's a massive part part of the community how his charity has grown and become some sort of thing of their own and people use you know they pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for their little winches but they still have money left to give for something good and that's you know that i think that's what sets the community apart from other communities well, it's one big brotherhood man and that's uh, there's no arguments there whatsoever definitely, definitely. Yeah. and um yeah, I think it's uh, it, it's it's one thing I want to say is that I think for me personally, when it comes down to it, I'm going to do my best to make it uh, a work in progress project, so people can see the work that's actually being done on the nights, and and do my best to do something with that for uh, for the podcast group, for the page, and just the community in general, so you can actually see what's going on and what what the nights uh, what the nights look like as they go through their their processes and um, yeah and it's it's you've given us a really nice link into Freddie to the uh, to the next piece no, normally we'd go on to the global campaign but we can we can jump that for a second and come back to it because it's really important to say that the uh, the M- MKS studios are going back back out to Oz this and they're doing uh, two two separate five day courses in Australia and they are um, doing one course in the south and they're flying north the second course but what we want to shout out as much as anything else uh, if you want to learn about that go on to the Eye of Horrors podcast have a look there have a look on their page they've got all the details that they talk about it in their podcast I mean you've got to listen to those guys to now be listening to us one way or the other but if you haven't go and find them they're amazing um, but MKA are very big into supporting uh, veterans and you know in, in this case they're working with Soldier On uh, and they are doing something extremely unique and I absolutely love it I mean what they did last time Chris remind me it was the Elf Legion Army that uh, Andrew won wasn't it yeah and I, I do it believe was a, he may or may a, not be allowed to be may not be allowed yeah, to take part but it was a lovely Elf Legion Army because it was basically donated and painted by MB guys yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sent down a contemptor for that one mm-hmm. and what they're doing this year they raised a lot of money as well. So. They did, and it was absolutely brilliant. Um, this year, again, for ten Australian dollars, as you already said, you will be supporting a fantastic cause in Soldier On, and you can win a custom-painted Sokar pattern Stormbird of the Legion colours of your choice, and the MKA Studio team are going to paint it. So basically, we'll have a link in our show notes, and when you go on to donate buy your ticket put a note it says you need to put a name uh, a note and uh, your name and contact he does put a note in that has the legion you want it painted in him uh, sorry just stuttered there the legion you want it the legion colors you want it painted in and then if you're drawn that is when the team will sort it out you will need to talk to them about um, arranging delivery and everything because that's going to be part of the conditions all the information is there most importantly the information about where the money is going is there as well just get involved i mean i think it's very very clear to say two of the big struggles that took part last took place last year the people who won bought one ticket each that's all it takes to win but that little bit of extra money that you give towards you know 
supporting those people who need it, supporting the development of research into something that really does take a hold of somebody's life, it's so important. Yeah, and you, and you it, get something it, cool out of it, but it's really important to other people in a long term who may never ever see or hear or pick up a model in their life, but go out and do something good. So I think that's very. And important. if you want ideas about which shade of purple you want to paint your stormbird, so can find a stormbird. You can always hit us up or me. Yeah, and if you want uh, some good good Iron Warrior type tips, just obviously you can hit me up as well. No problems there at all. Uh, but uh, and you know when when Chris can lock down a, a schedule or uh, some sort of dis- decision on uh, what he wants to have for his uh, his legion, maybe the Ultra Fists. I don't know, sort of blue and yellow. Maybe my 5k of Iron Hands. You mean? Yeah, that too. Just checking. You never know what you want to be working on. No, I'm not judging, mate. I'm just saying you never know what you might be working on and want it to be part of. No, um, leave, leave the judging to me. Leave the judging yeah. to you. Okay, you can you can judge away there, Freddie. Um, so that is that, and I think then it's important to then jump onto the global campaign. So, Chris, as you are uh, you are a man with the with the main, many knowledges of things that go on on the interwebs. Um, you mean because I am the one that actually opened the was 30k page before we started this? Yeah, that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> how's the global her- heresy campaign going? What's what's the sort of, what are working on this month? Or who, where it's, are? Uh, it's still the Sevastopol station in the Golok sector, and it's basically it guards the Mandeville Point, and it's a series of stations. And if you want to hear this information in detail, you should listen to the last the latest episode of. Uh, the Covenant of Fire, when Jake just sits there with his dreamy voice and uh, uh, currently, as it stands, uh, the, the it's uh, unresolved five, traitor eleven, and loyalist nine in in the influence. So they really need to play some more games this week, this weekend, weekend, because soon the the battle for the station will be over. And it's fallen to the war master. It will fall to it will fall to the to the loyal armies of the war master. This is for sure. No, no, no. the army is loyal to the war master. There's no difference. Loyal to the war master. Yeah, basically, Horus's boys are going to kick us and take names and win this bad boy. Is what I'm saying. Well, you can't run Titans on Titans on a space station, so. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be in the, le- the legions. The legions not them can't really do much. Uh huh. So fair enough. Okay, we can work with that. Uh, but yeah, so that is, as Chris said, is being run by the uh, the, the delicious and, and sultry tones of Mr. Jake Bussey from the uh, Covenant Fire podcast, and it's been a fantastic month, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing the uh, the end results of that one. We take our time in July, uh, mm-hmm. so look forward to that, and that's going to have a tie into the Scorpius Insurrection in August. The Scorpius Insurrection. Insurrection, dear boy. Insurrection. Yeah. Get, get your mind out of the third legion for a few seconds, will you? And uh, next month, next month will be yeah. will be the combat face month. Yep. That is, that is the combat face podcast, not uh, just a combat face. <laughs> that will be interesting to see. It would be interesting to see. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing uh, what Kenny pulls out, and it's going to be it's going to be awesome, no matter what. I know it's going to be awesome, so very much looking forward to. Seeing. To be fair, so, it's a month of heresy. It what is very much. It can't really be anything else than awesome. It's, this is so true. Uh, now we're going to do our event shout-outs, and the first one we've got coming up on our list is on the sixth of May. Chris, do you want to take us through that one? 
Yeah, that's the Serean Folly that's hosted by Northern Heresy, or more exactly, Jens out of Northern Heresy. And it's in Örebro at the Linska Bokhandeln, and I think it's actually full. No, it isn't. There's two spots left, actually. I think. It's quite hard to see, but that doesn't matter. It's it's a narrative event, a thousand points battle using the Age of Darkness Force organization chart. So I, that is actually all, all of them except Leviathan, the regular Age of Darkness Force organization charts that is. So it's Crusade, Onslaught, and Castellan. And the players pack is up at uh, the Serene Foley Facebook page. And yeah. All is good. All so is good. then, oh, then we have actually in the same weekend we have an absolute cluster of of uh, events. We That's have the weekend after, right? That's exactly the weekend after. So that is uh, the London Heresy, which is taking place on the 13th of May. Uh, we have, that's being run by Greg Dan, and uh, I believe he's got some support in that. I apologize, Greg, for not knowing the exact details. Uh, then we have the Circle City Heresy, which is the Brothers in Blood event, which is run by the, the lovely Mr. Ryan Kimmel, uh, his uh, gaming mecca. Um, which is going to be absolutely awesome. And here in Sweden, we have Avarii 6, and that's run by the Oscars down in Malmo. And that is a two-day, so this is Saturday, Sunday, 13th to 14th of May, two-day, 2,000 points per player in a doubles or two-day team event. So basically the game's going to be 4,000 points aside. Uh, there are, as far as I know, there are still spots available for both Loyalist and Traitor. So get yep. yourself signed up and get down there. Sadly, due to work commitments, I won't be attending. Um, but I will do my best to pop in on one of those days if I can, just to say hi and see how things are going. If not, maybe come down and hang out in the evening, because I do believe there is a plan for a quiz and some general shenanigans to take on there. So yeah. that's going to be pretty awesome. Are you heading down, Freddie? Have you? I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I, I might be busy due to work commitments. I'm sure I I, I might be out in the wilderness camping uh-huh. involuntarily. Understand? Understand? Say no more. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I might get redacted from this uh, <laughs> from the episode without us knowing. So uh, yeah, you you may be in the great wilds. Uh, after that weekend, we got literally two weeks, and then we go into the first part of the four event, four part event series, or five part if we include the MK events uh, event, and that is the Lincoln Heresy, right, Freddie? Yeah, that's right, the Lincoln Heresy, and it is uh, going to be two thousand points Shadow War missions uh, with a twist. Uh, all the missions should be up now, right? They are. We managed to get all the links sorted with fucking work killing off my Dropbox account. But, yeah. I'm pretty sure I put all the links should be there. Uh, the Shadow War rules for, for the event should be there. Uh, this, like all the Lincoln series uh, special characters are slowly doing that. Like they'll still come up new characters all the way until the week just before Lincoln. So there's heaps a couple more characters coming there. And, yeah. Basically, it's going to be a fun narrative event with heaps of, you know, surprise sex going on with different strategy cards and random stuff happening. And me and Jody has actually even booked hotels for this. Together? We have. Yes, we have. Yes. Same yeah. room? I actually booked two rooms, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see how that goes. Where are you staying? Scandic. 
Well, I'm staying at Scandic. Well, yeah. epic. Are you standing oh, at the Freemason Scandic or you Scandic Scandic? Uh, the Scandic uh, closer to the university area. Oh, the one next to the fight. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, I'm I'm standing in the city, staying yeah. in the city next to the there, bar. Yeah, there was a risk for actually having to register Jody's beard as an animal for the hotel room. Yeah, we managed to get around that, which is yeah. important. Yeah. I really, really appreciate you sorting that out for me. Yeah, I mean, 200, cr- 200 kroners extra as well. For, for my, whilst my beard is most definitely worth that and more, you know, it's it's uh, it's just nice to know that I don't have to worry about checking it in, proving it's house trained, you know, all those sorts of things, which mm. which happen. everyone knows it's not. Hey, hey, those are just dirty rumours and t-shirts and tabletops. Don't you dare say things like that, young man. That's not helpful. Um, so there's that. And then after the uh, the fantasticness is going to be Lincoln, there is the Hagvarian Betrayal. Do you want to tell us about that one, Freddy? Uh, the Hagvarian Betrayal is a team event. Uh, still going to be... The teams will be divided into two sides. So there will be teams for the loyalists, there will be teams for the traitors, and there will be paired up and basically it's 2500 points uh, per player so it's going to be 5000 points armies you can have up to 750 points of uh, Lord of Wars however you can not have any range D uh, if you're a solar ox you can only bring one fucking Aegis defense line because I don't want to see like 5000 points of Aegis defense lines with solar ox that's retarded and and uh, you think? <laughs> no, 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 don't be that guy. Uh, and then also, if you have, if you're partnering up, only one of the players can run a knight house. So if you're two players and you're playing, uh, obviously you can't have two knight house, knight houses as your two teams. That would be seriously, seriously not cool. No, <laughs> that would be seriously not cool. It'll be a, a little, a little bit on top. But it's yeah, going to be fucking bit. awesome. It's, going to be a cool game. It's going to be the same venue as we run Scandis normally out of, so it's going to be in Stockholm. And yeah, it's the it's the weekend for midsummer, so everyone should be kind of, you know, still at home, chillaxing, getting ready for kicking off the summer holiday with a massive fucking heresy fest. We'll organize some barbecue there. There will be alcohol. There will be just full loads of shenanigans going on there. I've done a couple of, I have a couple of crazy ideas for twist plots so yeah you just fucking strap in for a ride of full on crazy hairnesses goodness hairnesses it's just gonna be heresynesses goodness goodness it's gonna be so hard for heresy it's gonna hurt yeah. is what you're trying to say yeah well and then after that we have uh, a an event going on in Houston which is the which is Warzone Houston the Houston heresy and that's on the 15th of July, and that's at the West, Ch- uh, Marriott, West Chase, or West Chase Marriott. Never know how they work them out. Uh, and then, again, on our list, then we jump straight back to the Scorpius Insurrection. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be taking place on the 12th to the 13th of August. And yep. that's yep. number three in our event series. It's going to be taking place in uh, Skorna. Uh, here at here at I'm not even there I'm still thinking about the place at Farm Shack Barbecue which is where I work and we are aiming for 50 players we really want to hit that figure 
Um, there will be an open bar during the day, not a free bar, but but will be open during the day. Uh, lunch will be available and even the evening meal on the Saturday will be available on site. Uh, we're going to have lots of fun, lots of things like quizzes and other shenanigans. We'll have uh, open play tables or what we did have some uh, plans for some evening participation games and stuff like that. So there's going to be a whole lot more coming up in details uh, later on. You can go back and listen to episode 29, I believe, which is the event series episode. And you can have a listen to that one. Um, but also we are going to be running a painting competition at Scorpius and right now we are looking at four four categories so it'll be uh, coolest single mini, coolest squad, coolest vehicle and we're going to do sort of a coolest open diorama type category uh, we're going to hammer out the details of all of those and hopefully have them for you on our next episode but that is what's going to be happening we want to try and establish that as some sort of fun but uh, slightly challenging painting competition as we go forward. So, yeah, there is I, that. I can also mention that there's currently mm-hmm. 34, 34 people going and 36 people interested. So, there's still spaces open. Still, not a lot of them. No, they're so. they're actually reducing numbers. So if you want to go, you might need to sign up if you don't. You already haven't. Yep. And uh, yeah, you've got to get yourselves advice. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, now, Christopher, there are a couple of events happening between the Scorpius Insurrection and our last uh, event series event. Uh, do you want to take us through those? Well, I could possibly do that. We have. Would uh, be useful. Yeah, I just need to move my lamp so I can actually read off my screen. You know. This is, you know, always useful. Yeah, the ho- the horrible, horrible things of actually painting when podcasting. It's not not a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's the we have the horse heresy at the Nova Open, which is uh, August 31st to st- September 3rd. There will be more than one uh, event taking place. Uh, I think. I think so. Yep. I'm actually gonna. You're gonna have a look for the details right now, are you? Yeah. Why not? Good Oops. lord. <laughs> there's a lot. There's, moogly, a, man. there's a lot of events going on going on at Nova Open and uh, I know that uh, the Radio Freestone guys have talked about them a bit because they're, they're going and Ryan is seems to have signed up for every painting course he could basically yeah I do believe Ryan is quite literally overdosing on painting courses uh, as quickly as hard yeah. as possible it's never a bad thing no this is true and uh, actually it is on the Nova Open there's a horse series event that I, but though that's basically the only information I have Written down. Okay. Fair enough. There's so what's the next? The, it's at the Wyatt Regency Crystal in Crystal City in Arlington, Virginia. Cool, cool. Hello. So what's the what's the next event, mate? Next event is the Tarsus is Tarsus Four. That's run by the Gino Boys. Oh, dodgy group they are. Yeah, they're, they're 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 really dodgy. Yeah, can't trust them with anything important. Except painting. That's at least true. one of them. Yep. <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> Perfection. Although to be fair, t- Tom did really help me by actually giving me an airbrush, which I used through the uh, the MKA course and absolutely yeah. love. So yeah. yeah. And he also helped me out by getting uh, the Scale Seventy Five, the Steampunk Miniature Painting Book, which is a really nice one. Yep. Uh, anyway, but, so uh, basically, uh, good dudes. Yeah, Tarsus Four is on uh, September twenty third and twenty fourth, and it's in. At Income Gaming in uh, Sheltenham. And it's going to be all shades of awesome. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, Freddie, you have yep. the last yep. event that we have on our calendar so far, and that is the big one, the big big daddy of them all, Scandus. The burning of Scandus Prime. Scandus will burn again. I don't think the the fire ever settles. I don't know. So it's the base, basically the burning of Scandus Prime, the burning Nanning. Or something yeah, like, 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 like a proper 80s title, I mean. Yeah, the fucking <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, so it's gonna this year. It's gonna be 3,500 points. Uh, any force or goes, and obviously it's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, there's gonna be two. It's well, you're gonna bring 3,500 points of one massive army and 8,000 points of sword mortalis because we've been requested to increase the number of participants from 30 to 40, which means that we'll have to enforce that. Uh, we will have sword mortalis games going on, but all the sword mortalis games will affect the big battles and it's all narrative and it's gonna be funny as fart. And you'll see, hopefully we'll see some titans, like bigger, better ones. Uh, if I can convince Cole to come down, well, why not? It'd be awesome. You can never have too many warlords on the table. Could we uh, get like a four-year-old and dress it up in armor and run on Imperator? Well, if, I I could tr if I could trust my son to do it, I would definitely do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, basically, it's going to be 3,500 points uh, uh, armies and then 1,000 points of summer tallies. Um, we'll be running uh, one game of 3,500 points. While well, that is going to be two so much else games going on during that time. Uh, each round will be about uh, four hours. It will make sense if you read the player pack. I know people are not so literate, or I don't know, not so interested in reading <laughs> stuff. But yeah, uh, we'll definitely have closer to the event. It is in fucking October. It's like way off there. But we'll have a, an episode where we go through like the thi the thing about it, like what's going on, like the narrative stuff that's going on, the storyline behind it, how how players will interact with each other, how you can buff things, how you can give each other bonuses and you know support each other. Because it's it is in the end it is a team event, but it's not a normal team event. It it is traitors versus loyalists. There's no best first place. There's no fucking best trader best loyalist there is either the trader wins or the loyalist wins and they win the sword of scanners just like last year it's all about the honor like who is the best faction who's the best side is it the traders or is the loyalist and right now us traders we need to come back because last year unfortunately it didn't go so well <laughs> well no i think we might have to be on the new management this year um yeah. I am. Uh, I, I'm saying. I, I'm saying this now. The traitors have to pull their bootstraps up, up their game, and get stuff done. Yeah, so we, yeah. we need to come back with a vengeance. Because fucking hashtag 2017, the year of the traitors, needs to be done. Yep. Yeah. Hashtag the year of the hashtag. <laughs> yep. And, that's more, and that's more like more it. Besides that, there will be like we did last year. At the evening, there will be evening activities. So there will be the night jails at the at, at the evening, displaying our perfectly MK painted knights. And uh, obviously, it will be the end of the thing. Will be the award ceremony, and there will also be the raffle draw. So it's going to be massive. Like just like last year, it's going to be fucking massive. There will be, you know, bar on site. There will be games going on. There will be, you know, live streaming. We will have the whole fucking shebangs. 
Oh. It's going to be absolutely fucking amazeballs. Yeah. It really is. It's going to be and the best way to end off, end off an amazing year of heresy. It's going to be absolutely brilliant, and she'll be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I live with it, so. <laughs> so I'll be there for sure. I'll be there too. I'll be there too, and I know Chris will be there, and it'll just it'll be well. There are rumours of. Uh, other podcast participants I mean obviously yeah. we're expecting the Northern Heresy boys there yeah, and, and uh, don't, don't lose, lose your head, head boys <laughs> yeah, don't, don't yeah. lose your head we'll be there the Geno 5-2 has kind of thrown down a bit of a gauntlet so I think we the, might have to do some grudges yeah, I think the Road to Terror is supposed to be there just one of them need to tell, tell his wife that he is going yeah, yeah uh, they've, they've got to be allowed in the country but you know, I'm sure we can work that out somehow if, mm-hmm. if someone some of you guys have included their fans together in Superglue. You could probably see how many has has already registered. This is true. Um, I mean, it's not impossible to check. Uh, load. It's uh, 43 going and 8 interested. Uh, uh, well, uh, so there's probably a waiting list, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they sh- well, I need to sort it out because we can only have 40 people there. Well, you just have oh. to put out like a, a bit of a canopy outside and you have to play outside in the lovely October weather. Yep. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing like an unheated tent to, okay, so, uh, to uh, fuel the heresy. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is full. <laughs> <laughs> Don't register. Uh, put yourself on the waiting list by contacting me then. Yeah. yeah. And whoever those three people were, the last ones, and if you know you were... Please PM me, so I don't have to go through and check timestamps on fucking the data and shit when you registered. So, yeah. Would be good. But anyway, whoever is interested in coming to Scanners, just PM me or email me and see what's going on. See, you're still, you can still rock up. We had heaps of visitors rocking up like this to just, you know, be there, drink some beer, check out games, just hang around. And they had a blast, so why not just fucking come around and have a look? And that goes yeah, for all of sure. it's, it's always open. And normally, make sure we have at least a demo or a participation table for people that just want to rock up. And there's always armies to lend on site. So either Lincoln or Scorpius or Hagvarian or whatever. If you want to rock up, if you want to push some, some miniatures, roll some dice, chat to people, look at amazing painted armies, just, you know, meet people that are totally devoted to their hobby, then you just rock up. There, there's no, like, you, doesn't cost you anything except your own time. And it's totally worth coming along, and you never know what you might be able to get involved with or what fun there might be, as Freddie said. So come on and make something of it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So I'm pretty sure that's the that's the event list. I think that's absolutely everything we've got on our list so far. Yep. And if um, people want want us to shout out an event, they should just send an email to the podcast. Yeah. Hint, hint, exactly. Sean, this- goes out to you. Yeah. Where the fuck is my email? Can I shout out to yeah. your event now? You didn't send me an email. Yeah, disgraceful, Sean. Go on, get on with it. Make it happen. Sure. Go on. You have to go. Sean, suck a dick. You need to email me fucking quick. <laughs> oh no, not more of this. <laughs> oh god, rap battles. No, 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 sir. There, no, there, no, mister. There, no, mi- mister. There, there might have been uh, just written rap battles earlier that I had to read through or scroll through <laughs> to get into information in a certain chat yeah. it's kind of confusing isn't it yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah we will um, we will very much 
love to have. Well, we will. We would. We would very much love to have all your information. If you can send it to us, if you've got some events you want shouting out, so that we can uh, support you, support the hobby, and support heresy around the globe, which would be absolutely awesome. So yeah, I think uh, unless there is anything else you guys want to add, I think we can just about put a fork in this one and say it's done. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it's uh, it's a good night from me and me and me and me and me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry on in the streets. Be full grim in the sheets. And try not lose your head. This is the Vranjin Heresy Podcast. Signing off. The body, the body, the body, the body, the body.